the I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome everybody to the Potescue Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? Well, not always. Now I'm back. I uh, hi guys. For I'm back. For You're for back. those who are wondering what the fuck was up with last week, uh, first off, thank you, CJ, for putting out that little of explanation, that yeah, uh, no exposition, so to speak. Okay. I. Uh, I was really fucking down. And if you're listening to the most recent episode where we covered pirates of the Caribbean, I was like, I thought I was good. And then I was not good. Yeah. So I, you guys might hear it in my voice. I'm, I'm a little, I'm still a little congested. You might hear like, I'm like stuck in an eighties movie with a Coke problem. Um, you really didn't need to you, do that. <laughs> Well, it, it's going to happen probably throughout the episode, or you might hear me all of a sudden have a coughing fit, or you might hear me, you know, munch on a cough drop. So, I am on the I am on the on the upswing. If you hear my voice deteriorate, it's because I love you guys. <laughs> all right. Well, that said, I'm actually playing yeah. a little hurt today. I'm I'm not feeling the greatest, but we'll we'll muddle through, and here we are. So, what's what's wrong with you? Uh I think kind of the same things, but maybe not as hard as it hit you. Like I'm, I think mine's just allergies. Allergies in Jersey are really fucking bad right now. So I think that's probably what it is. But well, I'm I'm not susceptible to uh, allergies. I never get really bad allergies, but I think my immune system was so shot. Yeah. That the allergies said, "Oh, well, here, here's an extra dose of bullshit for you while well, you're down." Besides that, though, you can develop allergies at a later age. Mine didn't start till I was about your age, to be honest with you. So, oh, fucking comforting. Thank you for that. Hey, I'm just being honest. Um, <sighs> Lie to me. Never. Um. Anyway, so we got a we got a lot to cover today. We have a guest coming on a little bit later in the show. I'll I'll leave it there. But we have a cool guest coming back on and to tell us about an event that he went to. This weekend, as well, the Golgothans played in the Kevin Smith hockey tournament up in Toronto. That That's happened right. this weekend. So our logo was in Canada for a few days. Um, actually, it's permanently in Canada because I know April has gotten her shirt. She has not posted it yet, but she did receive her shirt. So that will be there. April, if you're listening, we're 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 ready for that free fucking advertisement. She's gonna post it. There's a reason she hasn't yet that I will share with you off air. It's nothing scandalous, but it's not anything we need to share with the public. Um, so I will fill you in. However, on that same note, 
much love to your brother and your two nephews <laughs> for their Prodeskew purchases because the two your nephews running around in their t-shirts. I know we didn't post those because I don't think we have permission, but they were pretty badass looking. So, I mean, the yeah, obviously you it, it will be up to my brother and my sister in law if they want to put those photos out. But they do. They you know they take photos of their kids and put it on Facebook, but. Sure. That's because they're kids. Correct. Uh, <laughs> but the real surprise was I'm like because I'm like I'm like oh my god that's so fucking awesome they have and they have different colored shirts to match yeah. their well and uh, if we can if I would share with the audience they're twins so they got them slightly different no, shirts no they're not no oh, not. they were twins no oh. Okay. My brothers are twins. I knew your brothers were twins, but I thought your one brother also had a set of twins. No, no, no. My I have two separate brothers that are fraternal twins. One, uh, one of them has the boys. The other one has the girls. But they're right. both. But Joel's boys are. Oh God, I think they're two or three years apart from each other. So. Oh, okay. And I've I've said their names before. So you have, that, yeah. That'd be, so Izzy, I think, just turned six. And okay. I think Vinny just turned four, okay. I want to say. For some reason, I thought you said they were twins at one point. I That's just me. They're big, they're big kids, and they both kind of, they very much look alike, but they're they both do. big for their age. Yeah, they definitely do look similar. Um, And they're brothers, so they should. But, um, right. okay, well, either way, twins or not, they had... I thought it was cooler when they were twins and they had slightly different colored shirts. I thought that was kind of cool. It's still cool they have their own individual thing, but, you know. Well, I'll tell, tell my brother that he needs to crack out a couple twins just to make you happy. Fuck yeah, he does, and they gotta have Potosky onesies on. Um, That's right. Uh, <laughs> but the real surprise was Joel, and I, I've since posted this on, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Joel sent a photo of him. I don't think there's anything in, in the cup. Yeah, but it would. But it was him posing, pretending like he's sipping from a cup, and it was a Potoskew coffee mug. Yep. Which I've now dubbed, like, the Our Ugly Mugs. <laughs> nice! I like it. I do like it. Um, but for, I couldn't put that in the uh, Twitter thing because, uh, you know, it ran out of characters, but I just said, press your lips to us. Well, what I think I... what I, I don't know if you've noticed, um, now that we have our Twitter back, um, yes. I'm not going to get into that, but... Um, when we had it up and running before this little delay or whatever, every Wednesday, by design, I've been picking a product from the T Public page and pushing that particular product just so people know there's a variety. Because I feel like if you just go to the link, it takes you right to a t-shirt and they don't realize there's all these other items. So right. for those listening, we're not pushing product because we're expecting you to pay for things. We just want you to know that they exist. If you want to go get them, We'd love it. If you don't, that's fine, too. We're not here doing that for us to make money. It it does help us, but it's not... We're not going to think anything less of you as fans if you don't have them. That's what I want to say. So, uh, Of course. And I think the whole point, like you just said, is that... And this is not a criticism to Public, but like when you go to the website, it automatically starts on T-shirts. Right. And Joel, when I showed him the, the site and everything, he said, you just have t-shirts? And I said, no, there's other shit. And then he went on his own and looked at other shit and then obviously bought other shit. 
But uh, and I don't know what else he bought. I think he bought maybe two other things. I think he joked that he's like, "All right, well, we got you know, we got we'll figure out Christmas for you now." Because I I, I made the joke, and it is it is kind of a truth joke, but like I can't even afford my own merchandise. Yeah. By the way, I want to give my mom a little bit of love for a minute. Her and her boyfriend ordered hoodies. She got a pullover. He got the zip up. You know what the ultimate irony is that I have friends and relatives who that's what they do. They Why the fucking, fuck are we using T public? Because then they would have they would have charged us and we would have to pay for it. Oh like, all right. Like they wouldn't give it they wouldn't do it for free. Well, here's what I have to say. Your brother, I believe, runs a restaurant, am I correct? Or several restaurants? Yeah. All the coffee should be in Potescu t- coffee mugs going forward. They should just buy a fucking slew of them. And They're that's how they really it's not a coffee place, though. No, but people order coffee with dessert, generally speaking. So his his Rico, more recent. You're taking me more seriously than you need to be. I, I get, look. He put up a sticker. He put a sticker at the restaurant. Did he really? That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's first time I, I heard tweeted, that. That's awesome. I tweeted that he he took a sticker and it's and there's a. There's like a pl- like a wall platform kind of thingy where other stickers are located, and he, he put it there to f- fall with the other ones. But his restaurant's not really a coffee kind of place; it's a pizza and beer place. No, I it was anyway. Um, well, then we'll, we'll have to work on getting fucking pint glasses with the logo on it, and then they can. Dude, I'd love it. I would love a, lo- a shot glass logo. I, I would prefer pint glass, but yes, I get what you're saying. Um, Either one. Anyway, enough of sucking our own dicks in and stuff about our logo and our products, which actually I do have one more thing to say, but that's not self-promoting. No, um, I'm trying to talk Mike into designing some more stuff because he's so good at it, and maybe he can use that to get his art out there. So... um. Logo Mike might be doing that. We're going to be talking this week. Actually, we're getting together and having a beer. So I'm hoping to kind of convince him to do that. My new nickname for him is Michelangelo. (laughs) I'll have to tell him that. Um, Because I I originally called him the the Da Vinci of our group. You did. And then I'm like, wait a minute. His name is fucking Mike. Like, if anybody, it's it's Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yes. No, because I, like I said, I've been listening back to Cinema Wars and the anniversary and jesus christ you are terrible about that um dude like i was running out of arguments and i was like maybe i'll just talk shit about how they can't pronounce shit properly no, you did it on like, the uh anniversary a couple times too um, well i just the fuck with you but yeah. like in, for the for the actual game i was like fuck they're like i don't like their argument i don't really particularly agree with but they're arguing really well i just need to try and lower like Bring them down a totem a little <laughs> bit, and just by saying you guys can't pronounce shit properly. Fuck, yeah. Um, no wonder we lost. Not, there's not a great segue into what I want to talk about next, but um, we have been big proponents of suicide prevention, uh, suicide awareness, depression uh-huh. awareness, and I heard a story since we recorded last about someone I know who's stepmom for lack of a better phrase um killed herself oh yeah um 22 right in the head or not 22 not not, not a 22 um what what was it 
you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the caliber is not really important, but yeah. Um, so that's awful. It's, yeah, um, it it's an all around ugly situation. Um, there was a likelihood that a twelve year old little girl could have found her, and it didn't go that way, thankfully. But it, yeah, it was an all around bad situation. So we're not speaking bad of the person because that doesn't do any good. But what we will say again, as we always do, is if you need help or you need someone to talk to, please, for the love of God, reach out to people. Because this, this, the one thing I can share about the story, this wasn't like a snap decision. She didn't go pick up the gun and go do it. She got it like four days in advance. So this was on her mind for days. And she ultimately it, went and did it. It probably was on her mind for years. You know? Um, I know a little bit more of the background that I don't want to share because I was asked not to get too detailed about the story. But <laughs> I, based on what I know, I don't think so. I think this was closer to days, if not weeks, but not years. I don't. Um, she might have been struggling with depression for years. That's certainly a possibility. That, but this, that's what I mean. Okay, okay, that's possible. Um, and I can't, I can't say otherwise. But I do want to say, as we do all the time, we're always here. We're not professionals. We don't profess to be professionals. We know sometimes it's hard to go to professionals first. So if you want someone just to listen, we will listen. We will always have. We always will. Um, but if you need a professional, the suicide prevention hotline is at 1-800-273-TALK. And that's 1-800-273-8255. That's the number you want to call. So please, by all means, this doesn't have to be the way out. Um, if I can jump in for please. a couple seconds. Um, I... You know, I, I I will always listen to someone, and I will you know offer my advice if you want it. But my pref my uh, what I have to say at the beginning is, if you've never reached out to me before, you gotta give me that like opener, like, hey, I heard what you said on the podcast. I need it. Just I know you'll listen. Will you please listen just right now? Because I this is kind of fucked up as I'm saying this, but like I get bombarded with instant messages and dms all the time oh really and all the time but not of what we're talking about right it is usually a scam it's usually a uh, yeah. cam model yeah it's used someone trying to f and like and they're 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 cunning they play it out like like normal people even if it's a robot it's hard to tell if it's a, you know a real fucking thing and then all I of a sudden they're like i i and i can kind of tell and i'm like they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm laying in bed with my girlfriend. Like, I'm very, very, like, put the preface. I'm like, I have a girlfriend right there. Yeah. And then they say, oh, your girlfriend's there? Do you want to see my pussy? No, I kind of don't. <laughs> like, I. so I'm saying, if you want to talk to me about with the depression shit in your life, don't fucking, like, like you got to start off that conversation that way. Don't, because I'll second guess everything someone says. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Let us know that you heard us talk about this and that you, you're needing someone to talk to. Um, I agree with you, Rico. Because I just had an incident where a guy reached out to me, a guy, and was through DM. Well, he followed me 
first, my personal page, and then started sending me messages and just just kind of get to know you type stuff. Like, hey, how you doing? That kind of thing, whatever. Right. And after like a day, he's like, so I'm working in, I think it was Tunisia or one of the, uh, Somalia, you know. And he's like, I I can't seem to get cash, but if you send me some Amazon gift cards, then, you know, which is a scam. I, he's got a cousin who's an African prince who's just no, like all this no, money is. It wasn't that cunning. It was simply, I'm an American. I'm working over here on a government project, and they're not going to pay me till I come back to America or some shit like that. Um, Dude, I had one where it was like a guy in the Middle East flat out begged me to money. save his life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do that. It's crazy, man. It was, it's crazy what they'll do to try to scam said, people. I, I only need X amount of dollars. And I'm like, I really can't help you. And then he just like capitalized it. They're gonna fucking kill me. And I'm like, I mean, I if it's true, that is awful. But if it's not true, you're a horrible person. Right. Try, because I, I am that guy that'll be like, I mean, I, I don't want a guy to die. But and here's here's the other thing I was leading up to. I'm currently on Facebook in a fucking argument. About the comedian, stand-up comic, SNL actor, Pete Davidson. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The Pete Davidson, whether you like him or not, it doesn't matter. And that's it, the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. But he he was Ariana Grande's fucking fiance. And For then, like, yeah, a minute. Yeah. And then he was dating Kate Beckinsale. Lucky For fucker. like four months. <laughs> right. And, and And that's the whole premise is like. Kate Beckinsale is so classy, and she's English, and she's beautiful, and then she's making out with this fucking tall, lanky, you know, tattooed kind of... Half her uh, age. Half her age kind of thing. And everyone, every fucking angry-ass troll is like, fuck him. I'm like, why? Because he got lucky? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm not hate. I'm jealous, but I'm not going to hate on her. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. But here's the thing: is a, a lot of the comments sure. were saying he should just kill himself. Well, you know why, though, right? Because he deleted all of his fucking like Instagram shit or whatever. Not just that he he posted a thing. I want to say three months ago, like right after the Ariana Grande split, before he ended up with Kate Beckinsale. There was like a period where he right. was 
and he kind of posted a goodbye post to the point that the cops were called and went to his apartment to make sure he was still breathing. Yeah, so, I heard about that. So I, I'm wondering if it's people kind of playing back to that, not in a good way, but, you know. Well, one person said instead of deleting his Instagram, he should just delete himself. And then, well, that's and, right. That's what I'm saying. But, but everyone, they're not saying, oh, man, I hope he doesn't kill himself. Like, we're all worried. It's like, fuck this guy for being a piece of shit because he did came back and stuff. This one guy in particular was just being a troll. But, and the ultimate irony is this guy works as a nurse. <laughs> Great. And one person commented and said, aren't you a fucking nurse? Like, how would your job feel if, like, they knew that you were saying, this guy should kill himself. And he just, this guy, very typical misogynist bullshit, you know, said like, go ahead, cunt, go ahead and fucking tell them that I'm a, that I, I said this shit. And then I said my own thing. I'm like, it doesn't matter whether you like the guy. It doesn't matter whether you find him funny. It doesn't matter that he's, that he fucked an actress that you wish you could fuck. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He, you probably- he, human being, he's got anxiety. He's got depression. He's got hardcore mental problems. Why are you wishing he kill himself? Right. See, you, like you're that. you're a better man than me. Because you know what I would have done? I would have found where he worked somehow, and I would have sent the information to them. I would have. I, I almost did, but I wouldn't have cared if that guy lost his job. Like I, oh, I no, I I don't either. But there's some I didn't people that. that no, but there's some people that do stupid shit without the intent of being an asshole. They lose their jobs, and I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reference someone more famous, like James Gunn, with what happened with him with Guardians. Now, obviously, he got the job back, but there was that period where he got kicked off the third Guardians, right? But he wasn't actively trying to be a shithead. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he, he was an immature shithead when he was younger, right? But he. Either way, the point was that, like, I still think to this day that even though, yes, he was an immature shithead, he, he did it for the purpose of trying to advance his career based on the things he was doing cinematically at the time, like the content, right? You know, right. where, and we've talked about that, so I'm not going to get deep into it again, but this guy is just doing it to be an angry piece of shit, and that's a major fucking difference. Well, here's the thing. I, I sort of won the argument, and for the most part, like ninety nine percent, well, not necessarily. Ninety nine percent of the people were on my side, saying, "Yeah, it doesn't matter." Because a lot of people were like, "He's not even funny." Like, and you're not funny either. But it doesn't mean I want you to die, right? Like, humor doesn't validate your fucking life. No, but even if you're a comedian, it doesn't. Like, right? And here, the ultimate irony was this guy in particular. Just out of curiosity, I went on his Facebook just to see. The type of shit he posts. And he posted a thing about Chris Farley. He said, man, I really miss Chris Farley. And so I commented. I said, I really find it ironic that you you posted a thing on your wall saying, I miss Chris Farley. When Chris Farley ultimately, accidentally committed suicide. Right. And you have nothing but sympathy for that. Even though, like, I love Chris Farley. You love Chris Farley. But there are people who don't like Chris Farley. Yeah. Like, Chris Farley is not Stephanie's type of humor, for example. But I don't think she'd want him to fucking die. Right. Which actually, if we can, I mean, if this is more to your point, I kind of want to transition to a happier topic. But I'm just saying, if you're going to fuck, what I did was I posted a tweet saying, 
if you are the type of asshole who says that you should just go kill yourself, like through a comment, please unfollow me. And I mean that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I've suffered from depression and anxiety. And if anybody's, I mean, all it takes is one bad day. Yep. And, and all it takes is that one final validation of, I should just kill myself. Yep. And that's so, not, fuck yeah. you, if you, if you're that piece of shit who does it behind a keyboard. Um, it, have, at least have the balls to do it in someone's face. Yeah. If you're the type of person who says you should kill yourself in their, in their face, then at least you're not a coward about it. And well, at least I can what? acknowledge and respect that. And you know what? I was going to go into something else, but the way you just said that actually transitions <laughs> me into something else I know we want to talk about. So I'm going to go there instead. Um, because I'm not trying to like deviate what you're trying to say, man. I no, mean, no, no, just... no. I, I know you're not, but you led me to a good point, and that is because we do want to talk about um, Robert Pattinson, right? Is Robert? Am I right? Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Pattinson. Okay, sorry. Um, has been named as a new Batman, and he is taking a ton of similar shit about being named as Batman. And I think that's wrong. Now, we want to talk about it from more of a entertainment perspective, and we will get there, but this is a good transition. Like, there's no need to go tell him that he should die or some shit just because you don't want him to be Batman. Whether And I don't know your stance yet. We haven't talked about it. So whether you want him to be Batman or not, you're not going to go on Twitter and tell him to go kill himself. And I know that because you're not that kind of person. But, like, there's no need for that either. So, that said, what do you think about this? Well, here's the ultimate irony. I would be, I'm, I would not be that guy saying go kill yourself, but I would be that guy being like, fuck Pattinson, this is an awful idea. Wait, but that's but, different than telling him to go harm himself. Right, right, right. I mean, am I, am I happy that the dude from Twilight is becoming Batman? No. But you know who I, you know who I guarantee is happy? Robert Pattinson. Every fucking kid who likes Batman wants to play Batman. Even if they know deep down they're not right for the role, they want to be Batman, or they want to be Spider-Man, or they want to be Thor. You can find a heavy-set guy who looks like me who really wants to fucking get in those skinny tights and be Spider-Man. Like, we just, there is that, you know, love for it. My whole thing, and I learned this recently which was i don't know shit about robert pattinson's career apart from seeing him in two twilight movies and the fourth harry potter okay i I know that he didn't want to do the twilight movies i know he was pigeonholed and he said look i know this is gonna be a career boost for myself i'm an actor i gotta do the shitty roles yeah if i want to be something um and i know he's been made fun of it for years like he you know he and he from what I understand, he is a phenomenal actor. I have not seen him in anything where I'm like, that was good. Because, one, it's just never come up on my radar. Two, I didn't really have much of an interest. I didn't particularly think he was... He wasn't really one that I'm like, ooh, I want to see that. Like, I saw trailers for movies, and it was always like, meh, eh, whatever, maybe I'll see it, probably won't. He's done a bunch of stuff since the last Twilight. Which and was can nine- you seen any of them? 
No, I haven't, but that's not the point. The point is, like, the last one was seven years ago. Like, people are talking about this, like, Twilight was last year. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, I and I think that's a little unfair. Look, I got to be honest with you. I've always been a Ben Affleck fan in general. I'm not talking about Batman. I'm just talking about the actor. I've been a fan of his. And probably because of things like Dazed and Confused and Kevin Smith's movies. Because that's where I first got introduced to Ben Affleck was those those areas, right? And he was a douche in Dazed and Confused. Like, let's not cut it what it is. He was he was an asshole. But that's what the he character was. He was a douche in Mallrats. I mean, he... Yeah. Ben Affleck I, gave off that frat boy asshole vibe. To be fair, I think I saw Dogma or Chasing Amy before I saw Mallrats. So, I, so I you didn't... you expand a little bit. Yeah. Um, but... I'm with you. But the point is that Affleck's a good actor. And then we've seen him in stuff like Goodwill Hunting and... You know, I didn't see Argo, but I heard it was really good. Um, the town, the town, which also didn't see. Um, and then you I've liked him. I've liked him in movies that weren't as popular. It was a movie called, um, I think it was called Paycheck, where he was just like this computer yeah. programmer, and they erased his memory for like five years or ten years or some shit. Like it was an extended period of time on yeah. some secret yeah. project. I, I, Kevin had that joke. He's like Paycheck. I wonder. I mean, I think the title just screams why he did that movie. Probably. Um, I even like I Daredevil. Mean, like, it's not the greatest, and yeah. and, the, and the TV Daredevil's substantially better, but that doesn't mean that Ben was bad, you know? Dude, I liked Reindeer Games. Like, I always I, thought Reindeer Games was not the greatest Frankenheimer movie, but, like, I thought it was entertaining as shit. And fuck, he was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. So, um... <laughs> I, I have never actually seen Phantoms, but I had to do it. Um, but the point is, like, even I, when I heard he was going to be Batman many years ago, when they announced it long before Batman versus Superman, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. And he surprised us. You know what I mean? I, I, I wasn't surprised. I, I knew Affleck was going to kill it as Batman. If they were going to go the direction they were going, which I assumed, which was, you know, Frank Miller, Dark Knight. Right. Right. I was like, dude, fucking Affleck has seen some, like gone through some shit. Like I could see him be world weary and, and tired. Yeah. You know, I was. I was afraid it was going to, and I know it wasn't Joel Schumacher directing the thing, but I was afraid it was going to end up a little Clooney-like, and that you, concerned me. Yeah, you were afraid it was going to be Daredevil, but with the Bat-Cow. A little bit, yeah. Um, and that's, uh, honestly, I kind of blame Kevin a little bit for that, because he, in interviews right after Ben got named, because, you know, everyone knew he knew Ben, so everyone was, and that he's a huge Batman person, so they were, you know, obviously coming to Kevin Smith and going like, okay, your your friend is now Batman, what do you think? And to Kevin's credit, he, he spoke glowingly of Ben time and time again about how he would do, and I, I remember exactly what he used to say. He used to be like, you know, 90% of the time when you see the bat, it's a stunt guy. It's not Affleck or Clooney or whoever. It's a stunt guy. And 
So really all Ben has to do is play Bruce Wayne, and he's going to kill it as Bruce Wayne. And that's what he said. And I, I think it was a little more of a mixture than that, but I get the point he was trying to make, and right. uh, and I think he did it. I think he did a good job, but I was concerned it was going to be a little like what happened with Clooney. And and honestly, I still think Clooney didn't get a fair shake. Like Even Kevin has said recently when they've talked about like if they're going to do an old Batman who should play it. It was on an episode of Fat Man Beyond, and he actually said Clooney deserves another shot to do it again. I, I don't... Here's the thing. You, there are things you have to consider regardless of the actor, regardless of their filmography, what has to have for Batman, okay? Number one, the chin. Ben Affleck has a bat chin. But I don't think Christian Bale really did, and he did fine. That's my point. I don't think Christian Bale had a chin. But he was a fine Batman. He, You know my stance on this. We've talked. You I mean, he was a like fine Batman, but, he, but I settled on him. But you didn't like the voice. I think I think you and as... The voice I, is also important. Yeah. Well, I, and, I, go ahead. I, I, think, didn't mean I think Clooney cannot change his voice. George Clooney sounds like this. Like, yeah. kind of arrogant. And in your face, and kind of, and the fact that he cannot stop his head bobble, <laughs> you know, like I, I think George Clooney was amazing Bruce Wayne, okay. but he was well, a shitty Batman. Then that goes back to Kevin's point about most of the time it's someone else in the in the cow. But um, and, and I think I think Christian Bale did a fine Batman. I think his. I think his Bruce Wayne came off. I, I think I, I compared it to like socialite. Like he just came off really like a crueler version of the aloof Bruce Wayne that we wanted. You know, Bruce Wayne mm. is a sort of a dumb character in public. He is a womanizer, but he's not walking around with two ladies in each arm. You know, he's not the type of asshole who's going to buy a hotel to sit in the fountain or, you know, with with a couple strippers or models. But, or but it was a different take on the character, and I kind of like that. And that's fine. I'm all for different takes, but you have to have the staple of the Batman. You have to have the chin. You have to have the the mouth of the chin has to look strong. It ha it doesn't. If you have a weak chin, you have a weak Batman. <laughs> a weak chin. Okay. Um, I uh, and the voice is everything. I don't think Ben Affleck has a very strong voice, which is why the voice modulator was a brilliant decision because right. that is something one Batman would do. Yep. And two, Ben Affleck's got a not fucking strong voice. You know, Ben Affleck, especially with younger Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck always sounded like he was a his voice was about to crack. You like there are parts where Ben Affleck would yell. And you hear a, eh, for like a second, like even when he's really acting tough and like the, the intensity of the scene, <clears throat> there was a movie he did called Rudder Rudder with Justin Timberlake. Okay. All about, all about gambling and shit. And Ben Affleck is the bad guy, but he's like the, he's the, the teacher of how to gamble and, and con people properly to Timberlake. And there's a part where he yells at Timberlake. 
about basically how I own you. And if I say you need to do something, you just do, get it through your head. And that little head in your head is, is very Affleck. Right. You know, right. He, when he's yelling, it's, is he is, he, his voice cracks just a slight amount. And I don't think they could have done it with Batman. If Batman is growling at the Joker or whoever, or at Superman, you'd be like, tell me, do you bleed? Yeah. You know what no, I mean? I think the so. voice, mod- I think the voice modulator was a, <coughs> was a good idea. I agree. Um, and I think that should be the going forward, no matter what, no matter who it is. You know what I mean? I agree. I think that is a staple. You know, Michael Keaton got away with it because Michael Keaton lightened his voice as Bruce Wayne and then lowered his voice as Batman. And to be fair, I think, and I don't want to get no, because we need to get, I want to get in a little more about Pattinson and then we have our guests coming. But, um, it, with, I think that's what Christian Bale was trying to do. And it, and in the first one, in Batman Begins, I think he succeeded very well. And then he, I don't know if he got a note from the studio or the or from Christopher Nolan or what. And then he was doing the grittier gravial talking to his teeth, you know, and it didn't it didn't work. And from what I read was his own frustration of being like stuck in that suit, which I can. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. also understand, because I'm sure it's very claustrophobic, in a way, to be in that suit. I mean, he he told, he gave Ben Affleck one piece of advice. He said, make sure you can pee in that suit. Make sure you have a zipper so you could piss. It's good advice. I can't, I can't argue against that. Uh, but back to Pattinson, I try to keep an open mind. He would never be my first pick. No, I don't we, think he looks we, like Pattinson. I don't think he we, looks like Batman. We picked somebody else. I forget who it was that we picked. We had or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, but we didn't even pick him for Batman. We picked him for Terry McGinnis, if you remember. Ultimately, you know what? And here's what I'm saying: if 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 Warner Brothers is throwing us a curveball, they're saying, okay, they clearly do not want Pattinson. As, well, I mean, I'm here. I'm hearing both. Size, I'm, and I'm trying to be open-minded with the. I don't know his career. A lot of people say he's fucking phenomenal, you know. And we've been proven wrong before. The Everyone movie, flipped their fucking shit when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker. Yeah, the movie he's in that you would have seen <clears throat> be, besides Twilight, and I have not seen it. And I'm not saying that you have either. The most likely one was. Um, 
uh, Shape of Water. These are the new Shape of Water? Uh, oh, no, Water for Elephants. Excuse me. Water for Elephants. Well, I don't remember him in Shape of Water. Uh, no, I just misspoke. That's my fault. Um, Water for Elephants, I did see. The, that was the one I was like, oh, yeah, I might see that, but I probably won't. And I'm like, because I think Reese Witherspoon's in it, yeah? Yeah. I don't like Reese Witherspoon. Okay. But that aside, if you want to get a ch- ch- uh, look at his acting chops, I'll bet you that's where you got to go, you know? Well, I heard there was one where he's just, like, in a limo by himself, just driving a fucking limo, and apparently it's supposed to be phenomenal. Okay. I'll have to, I, don't, I can't I, I don't, about my but... I'll I'm watch saying... some pants and I'll fucking update my, my experience with him. And what I'm more concerned about, because, look, eight, whether it's going to be a good movie or not, you can have the best actor playing the best Batman, and it could still be a shitty movie, like Batman vs. Superman or Justice League. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I could handle a shitty Batman, or at least a okay Batman, as long as the story is fucking amazing. If the story is amazing, and you get good casting for the, uh, for the secondary characters, like the villains. I mean, there, I hear talk that Catwoman and Penguin are both confirmed. They're confirmed villains. But they may actually extend it to up to six villains. That could be a problem. That's a big problem. That's a problem. I also feel like, and Kevin and Mark talked about this on Fat Man Beyond, but it's been done. Like, you need to go somewhere different, you know? And the thing, the thing that Kevin recommended, as he does, even though the character's been done, it hasn't been done correctly, so I feel like you can do it again. And that's Mr. Freeze. But you do Paul Dini's Mr. Freeze from the animated series. Like, you go for that Mr. Freeze. Not the Arnold, you know. Ice to see you. Right. All right, everybody. Chill. No, I, I agree. You go animated series, Mr. Freeze. And if it was, like, 2004, I would say you cast Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah, it's a little late now, but I agree. That would be good. Well, I'm... Patrick Stewart's still acting when he's doing that whole Picard show. I kind of want to see that. Did you see the trailer for that? I saw the trailer. The trailer looked like it looked like the same thing that Thanos was doing in Endgame. Just like I'm out. <laughs> a little and, bit, a little bit. Except it was not just as like devious. old, old instead of old man Logan, it was old man fucking Picard. Yeah, I mean, he did a great job as. Um... <laughs> Professor X in, in the in Logan, yeah. So as old Professor X, not that he was that I young think, to begin I with. But. They, I think they aged him considerably for that role. No, not really. He's 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 old, but he's also like the other Keanu Reeves. He's just like you can look at him from how he was when he was in his fucking fifties. He still looks like he's same. always had a bit of an aged look to him, and I don't mean that as a disrespect. But if you go back and look at like. Even the first couple seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation, which I know you're not the biggest fan of, but he was in his, like, mid-40s when he made that. Like, I'm not saying that's young, but it's certainly not old either, you know what I mean? And he looked to be closer to 60, you know, which is, I think, what they were going for for the character, so it worked. But, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... But but that's my point is... If you're going to have to do Catwoman again, and you have to do Penguin, fine. But if you're going to insist on adding these other villains, 
you got to go different villains, or at least underused villains. Calendar you know Man, cool? Zaz. Well, Zaz has been kind of done. Kind of, but not in... to the true sense of what Zaz can be done. You know? Right. I, I mean, from the little I saw of Gotham, I saw like a season and a half. I liked the guy who played Zaz. Oh, that Zaz was amazing. Like, honestly, if they're smart, they bring, if they're going to do Penguin, they're high in Robin Lord Taylor to come play him again in this movie because he did an amazing job in that show. Well, I would almost prefer, because I want short, fat Penguin. See, I don't need that. I don't. I, I need. You know, I, I, uh, I'm not saying you bring DeVito back, but maybe like Josh Gad. I could see Gad. I'd be all right with that. Or, or the dude who plays Jonah Hill. J- maybe. Uh, I think Jonah Hill would probably just be trying to like, like be witty against him. Maybe, maybe Jonah Hill. But uh, we'll talk about Jonah Hill later with with our guest. Um, oh, we will. Okay. Yeah, we will. Uh, because remember that question I put out there on Twitter? Yes, and that's what I was originally going to transition to when we ended up going to Pattinson. So I guess we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Um, but I was thinking the guy who plays Jacob in the Fantastic Beast movie. I'm blanking on his fucking name. Oh, yeah. I That's the, the sidekick, right? Not the... Not yeah, he's the yeah. the American muggle who like gets lassoed into this. Yeah, I'll look it up, but I don't remember his name. Give me a second. I would like to see Matt Hatter as a villain. That'd be an interesting one. And the guy who did again, though, the guy who did it in Gotham did a really good job. So you, I wouldn't mind oh, if they, they brought him they, in. They did they did Matt Hatter in in Gotham? They did. Okay, they did well, I didn't almost see that. everybody except Clayface. And Counter Man. Well, they didn't do Condiment King either, did they? I don't think I knew that one, so I'll have to go with no. Condiment King is a fucking actual dude. Okay. Uh, they even did they even did um the Ventriloquist. Yeah. See, I would like to see a variation of that. I'd also like to see Clayface. Clayface really is where you could fucking do it yeah. really well. I'd also like to see an adaptation of Hush. I don't know Hush. Hush is, without really spoiling the story, because Hush is this guy, is this bad guy in a trench coat who's got bandages all over his face. So you never know what he actually looks like, and you never know who he is. And it's a guy who just went and got plastic surgery frequently. Right. So Batman never knows who the fuck he is. I mean, I'll tell you right now, not to cut you off because our guest is almost ready so I want to kind of move forward but they did a deep dive on a lot of Batman villains in that show and they can because you've got seasons do you know what I mean it's not you don't you're not limited to a two two and a half hour movie you have an hour every week for I think it was six seasons so you know like you've got time like they, they did um oh Mr. Pig, they did him, you know. They, I don't, Mr. Pig. What's that? I don't know, Mr. Pig. It's the plastic surgeon that wears a pig mask. Oh, okay. I, I think I do actually remember that. Yeah, I'd like I to mean, see Hugo Strange be the big bad, the sort of emperor of the background. He was. like, maybe, Well, I'm saying for the Pattinson movie. Well, yeah, that'd be interesting. 
Yeah. Um. I oh, do you think they should bring a like reboot of Joker? Do you think no Pattinson should have? Yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think they need to leave that one alone for a while. I think they need to leave the we'll call it the Trinity of Batman's Rogues Gallery alone for a little bit. I think you need to leave Penguin, Catwoman, and Joker alone. I'm even okay with another Riddler because I feel like they never really did that right. Like I like Jim Carrey's Riddler. I know you don't. I do. But I also realize that's not a true representation of the character as it's known in the comics. So I would like to see a redo of that. And I feel like the guy Gotham did a good job of that, but I'd be okay if they even did another version of it. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't think that was you know, fully... Uh, the, the, it was, if it wasn't going to be Pattinson, it was going to be another guy, uh, Nicholas Holt, who played Beast in the X-Men movies. He'd do okay, I think. I, no, I'm saying he play Riddler. I I would like to... You know who... There was a rumor when when they first announced Affleck as Batman that they were going to have the Riddler be the enemy. And did you hear uh-huh. who they said was going to play it? What, NPH? Mm-mm. Depp. Oh, well, they had that. I don't know if that was a legit rumor because there were promo artwork that right. fans had done of Johnny Depp as the Riddler way back when they were doing uh, Dark Knight Rises. Christian Bale. Right, but here's the thing with the Riddler. The Riddler in some instances in the comic books is not like a crime lord like the Penguin or the Joker or whatever. He's a gun for hire. He's just a... and he uses the riddles to throw people off his trail, you know? True. Um, he, I could see a new interpretation of him just being like he's a, he's a fucking cybernetic terrorist. Like he's a hacker. Yeah, you know, that'd be like with, yeah. Have like have like a Justin Long type oh, of actor. That would be actually that's a good cast. Don't even type of just him. That would be a good good casting for that. Um, um but the character I, you I, wouldn't I, be to, I would to be look actually up real okay with him changing the look a little bit of the Riddler. Sure, uh, the character you wanted me to look up. Who was that? The the Fantastic Beast. Ja- Remember the character's name? Jacob. Um. Jacob Kowalski or something. Ah, uh, here he is, Dan Fogler. Or yeah, is is the actor? Yeah, I think he. I think he could do. Yeah, I could see it. You know, oh, he was Hutch and fanboys. Holy shit! I don't think I realized yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, he he. And every time I see him in a movie, he's always kind of like the one of the better parts of the movie. Oh, we didn't even fucking talk about the other movie i saw we'll probably talk about it later but I, okay. I saw a lot well let's yeah because our guest is getting ready so let's let's bring him on all right so we do have a guest coming on this week he, he got to experience some very cool things that we wanted to talk to him about so we'd like to welcome back to the pot podcast henry from london how you doing buddy hello there cj rico lovely to speak to you guys again awesome man love to love to talk to you again glad to have you back we know Brilliant. You went to um, MCM Comic Con in London. Yes. What la- last week or two weeks ago? It was last Sunday. Last Sunday, I thought so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you got to talk to some very important people, at least to our world. I did. Um, very much so. Yeah. So, why don't you tell us who you got to talk to? Absolutely. I got to speak to uh, Jason Muse. I got to speak to Scott uh, Sh- Schiaffo. Shopping, say his yep. name? Marilyn Gigliotti and Brian O'Halloran. And I got to say, 
it was fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, I've met Kevin Smith. I've met the top dog. I've met the king of the USQ sure. universe, as it were. But I mean, meeting the cast and when they're all together like that, it's awesome. It's absolutely brilliant. And they're all just such great people. And you were dressed as, as Silent Bob, so... I certainly was, yes. I was. Yeah, so, other, people, other people dressing in, in not just like oh, Silent yeah. Bob, but like... Yes, there were, yeah. I See, the thing is... The uh, the line for Muse was the longest, so I thought sure. get myself in line straight away. And right behind me was a guy dressed up like Randall. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, we we did watch. Thank you for sending us the link to the um video. Yes. We didn't watch the whole panel. We thought mm-hmm. we'd let you tell us about it, but we did fast forward to where you got to ask your question. So mm-hmm. it was very cool seeing our friend on this thing. So that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For deep cuts, it was, we got to see someone we had interviewed on stage and then someone that we know asked a question to some, to more or less someone that we've interviewed. I mean, he didn't ask Marilyn, but like, it was interesting to see. I'm like, oh wait, we know Marilyn. That's sort <laughs> of weird to say. Yeah. yeah. And we know him. who's asking a question to someone next to Marilyn. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, well it was kind of a, it was kind of uh, to all of them. But right. I did mention you guys too, uh, Marilyn. When, when I met her, when I went up to her table and got her signature, I did say to her, um, "I heard your interview on Podeskew," and she did say to me, "Oh yeah, that was a fun interview." So clearly, she remembers you guys fondly. Well, did she remember us, or was she just being pleasant? Because it it sounds a little. She is a very pleasant woman, so of course, I don't think yeah. she'd have a bad word to say about anybody. No, but. You know, sometimes people don't remember and they're just being like, oh, yeah, that thing. But, like, you had told me um, in privately, and, it, and if you don't want to share, I'll make sure to get rid of it. But the, you had actually okay. mentioned something about the interview that we did with her that kind of seemed to, like, jog her memory. Yes, I did. Yeah. I mentioned some of the, uh, should we say, choices, some of the some of the decisions which were made with her and the VSQ universe kind of came down to the horrible horrible person that is harvey weinstein and as horrible as that is it's kind of good to know that it was all his fault that as well as being the evil scumbag that he is he also messed up a lot of what could have been warm and friendly relationships so yeah he's just not getting out of this in any good light whatsoever he's a no yeah and she did say that did jog her memory yeah yeah who knew it would be like for her to remember us? It'd be about it'd be Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, I don't mm. know if I like being linked to that exactly, but what are you gonna <laughs> do? Um, but so you were you so, were there to to meet these guys because they were do, they were doing a 25th anniversary celebration, if I recall, correct? They were. That's right. That's right. Yes. Rico, you looked like you were gonna say something. I cut you off. I apologize. I was gonna say, uh, repeat the question that you asked uh, O'Halloran, or all of them, but O'Halloran answered. Ah, yes. I wanted to say, see, I actually, when I met O'Halloran, I pointed to Randall on my poster and I said, what are you saying? Do you think I'll ever get his signature there? And he sort of smiled at me and he said, wheels are in motion. It's in his hands completely. If it can happen, trust me, we all want it to happen. And that was pretty much the question that I asked them all. I said, is there any way that it's going to happen? Will we ever see a Clerks 3? Will we ever see a Jeff Anderson? Will he ever return? And yeah, it's basically that. He said it's in his hands completely. And I hope it can happen. I really do. I hope somebody can speak to somebody 
and then get the ball rolling because it would be so great to see it. It really would to see them all come back again, especially see Randall come back. I think if Weinstein is out and they Mm. kind of like, I think the number one, the first thing they should do is give Jeff his money first. Here's your money. We are sorry. Even Mm -hmm. if like, I mean, I don't want to speak for Kevin, but like, Maybe Kevin, in order to like make it all like okay, should dig in his own pocket. Be like, look, man. Well, I and I'd have to go back to listen, but I think that ultimately already happened. I think Jeff got his money, but it came via Kevin. Like I. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. I think Kevin ended up taking less to make sure Jeff got his portion, or he took his full portion but then took what would have been Jeff's amount and gave it to him. So I think Jeff ultimately I, I, got I'm his money. If, I'm saying as an incentive to do Clerks 3, Jeff gets his check up front. Well, yeah, and I think I think that's what ended up, from the little bit Kevin has talked about it, I think that's what ultimately killed 3 is because Jeff said, I'm not doing it unless I get my money up front. And Harvey at the time, because he was still involved, was like, no. And that ultimately, like, destroyed it. My bigger thing, and this just occurred to me as you were talking, Henry, and and Rico, you as well, when you said now that Weinstein's out, I wonder if that means Kevin's going to get the property back. Like, is it possible that he ultimately could end up owning Clerks? Because he only owns Jay and Silent Bob. He doesn't own Clerks. That would would be fantastic. Let's be fair. I mean, it it belongs to him. It's so much his. Yeah. And... He deserves it. He just deserves to have those rights. He deserves to have everything because it's his DNA in that film. You can see it. It's the, I would say, I'd argue it's the purest form of Kevin Smith, just on screen. It's just the pure yeah. on screen. So yeah, it's, it would be right for him to have the rights to, to that film. Although not to get into a whole argument, Henry, I would say that if there's anything that's closer, maybe might be chasing Amy. <laughs> like you were talking about being pure Kev. That's I true. Think, yeah. I, no, I can see where you're coming from there. That's a fair point. You're not wrong about clerks. If anything, mm-hmm. it's one one a. Like it's not mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. huge distinction, but yeah. Um, but back to the bigger point. Like if if uh, we, well, we know Harvey's out, and with that being the case, mm-hmm. it would be interesting, and maybe Kevin can finally get the property. Mm-hmm. Rico, absolutely. I'm I'm trying to think of what studio would take it. You know because. As awful as the Weinsteins, and I, I kind of attribute both of them because there's no sure. way Bob Weinstein didn't know. You know, you kind of cover your brother mm-hmm. if your brother's mm-hmm. making it. There's no, there's, and you know, because if Tarantino knew and Robert Rodriguez knew, mm-hmm. 
Bob Weinstein fucking knew. So oh, no, I kinda, yeah, of course he did. There's I attribute both Weinsteins, unfortunately. I don't know. There's stories of Bob making the payments to the people to shut them up. Like that's been right. confirmed. But uh, he, on- he, is, he is just as guilty, if not. I mean, he's less guilty. He well, wasn't it, doing. My, look, yeah. my whole point is the Weinstein Company and Miramax were were the sort of the heads of the indie go to. You know, they they uh, championed Tarantino. They championed mm-hmm. Kevin. Yeah. They, you know, it's really it was probably the biggest indie directors were Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, and Kevin Smith, and maybe yeah. even Linkletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if Linkletter was under uh, Miramax for a couple films, I think, but not all of them. Yeah. Mm. So I did is, mention that as well. So my whole point is, who you have to you're not going to get a film studio that's going to that's so big. They'll take Clerks to make Clerks three because then it's like, huh? Uh, well, just for the sake of it, Universal, which did own Mallrats, does at one point, does it does Mallrats, yeah. yeah. So it owns Mallrats, so maybe that would be your way of sneaking back into Mallrats. See, now, now Clerks is a Mallrat is a Universal thing. And Henry, I would like your opinion on this as an independent filmmaker, but I honestly think if Kevin gets the property back, because I'm not worried about so much what movie production company would put it out as much as him just getting the the rights back to the property, because then once he gets it, I think he would treat it like he's doing Reboot, where he goes to, like, Saban in, I think, Europe or the rest of the world, and I forget what he's mm. using for America, or I might have that reversed. But either way, like, mm-hmm. he's getting the distribution himself, you know what yes. I mean? And basically putting it up as a, a Smodcast Pictures or a Smodco yep. Pictures because it's not Viva Skew anymore. Um, mm-hmm. but, Lucky us. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but the the point being is I think if he could just get the rights to the property back, I think that's the way he'd go about distribution and getting the funding like he did for Reboot. So Absolutely. Yeah. For me, I think it's more just let him have his property back. Let him have his, as he puts it, let him have his toys back. You know? <laughs> well, but even yeah. if he has his toys back, it still falls on Jeff Anderson. Well, yes, but I think if Kevin's That's calling true. the shots and can determine or dictate how it goes, I think he's got a better shot of getting Jeff to be on board. I don't know that it'll guarantees it, but I think it's a, a better shot of having Jeff Anderson on board. If Kevin can go to him and say, look, I'm the one that says how this goes down now. Yeah. And, you know, can can kind of... And let's not it. forget, they were friends. I mean, they were yeah. they were close friends. And, you know, there's an awful lot of... As much as Randall is based on uh, uh, Brian Johnson, there's a lot of... I can imagine there's a lot of Jeff in there. There's a lot of his, of, sure. of his own personality in there. So you would hope well, that... You can bury it all and just say, "Okay, fine, let's go again." I mean, the dance, the weird walking dance thing—that's all. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's get into like lighter subject. And so, you obviously got to ask your question to the panel when they were up on stage, and that was a very cool experience, I'm sure. Um, it was fantastic. But then, like you said, you've also got to talk to them at the table. So, what was what was that like? That was absolutely fantastic. I met Muse straight away, and he was—he literally walked straight out. He did a—he did a can of Red Bull and just said, "Okay, so who's first? And I would just walk up to him, open up, open up my poster, and he said, "What's this about, dude? I'm not even on this poster." 
And I, I thought, oh, God, he's going to hate me straight away. And I said, I'm sorry, man, this is a theatrical release. And he started laughing. He said, no, I'm just kidding around with you. And he signed it, and I got him to write a quote on there. And I said to him, because I was curious about, like, uh, you know, his history with uh, the films and that. And I said, when did you know? Because obviously you were close friends with Kevin. When did you know that this was getting big? And he said, I didn't know until Dogma. That was when I realized these films were starting to get big and we were starting to actually do something with them. Up until that point, it was just me making a film with my best friend. And I thought that was just so touching to hear because yeah, it didn't matter how big, how big the films got. He would have just done it anyway, it, it, just right. to help Kevin out. And I would yeah, I said, attribute it to probably Rickman who validated that. He's like, oh yes. shit, dude, Die Hard's here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was the point when they started to get pretty big. That was when it was like big names attached and, you know, huge money attached to the films as well. And yeah, I said to him, uh, I'm, I'm quite proud of what I said as well. I said, I listened to your podcast. I've read your story. It's genuinely it's genuinely great that you're still here to tell your tale. And I speak for the fans. I'm sure I speak for the fans when I say we're all happy still to have you here. He put his hand on his heart and he just said, thank you, dude, give me a hug. And he took my phone and we took a couple of photos. That was fantastic. That was a brilliant experience. How did he seem, Henry? Did he seem like, he, I mean, he yeah. seemed great. He really did. He seemed he so much energy. I have never seen energy like that in person. <laughs> he was just, he was just dancing about the, about the table. He was, like I say, he was in a lot of Red Bull. I think that's his thing now. He loves it a is. Red Bull. That yeah. is his Red Bull. Yeah, he, there was, uh, there's that whole segment where uh, Kevin wrote called Me and My Shadow. Did mm-hmm. you ever read that? Doesn't All about uh, Me and My Shadow is a, is a segment in his book, um, My Boring Ass Life. <laughs> okay. And it's all, it's, it's like sort of a long, sprawling thing about Muse's addiction and how right. Kevin, like, had to be an enabler as well as a codependent, as well mm-hmm. as trying to get him off of it. Mm-hmm. And how it just shows the rise and fall of Jason Mutes numerous mm-hmm. times. It's this long, like me and my shadow part 17. You can mm-hmm. find that online. I recommend reading. It's really, really, I'll check it out. Absolutely. Uh, especially, uh, due to your, your short, you know, the film you're making. Yes. I think you would probably, yeah, very much probably really, really respond to it. Because as as we all know, Kevin doesn't fucking hold back. Kevin holds back like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't even fucking think of an analogy to go with it. But uh, he, when he got caught off the drugs, he was just like, Muse was just became obsessed with Red Bull. Like, right. Yeah. That was the old, that was, there was a part where he relapsed accidentally once where he went to the bartender <laughs> and said, I just want Red Bull. And the guy was like, you mean vodka and Red Bull and poured him a, a vodka Red Bull. Right. And, yeah. and Muse like took a swift sip. He's like, Oh, that's not for me. And like dumped it. So yeah. Red Bull, but, Red Bull gives you fucking wings and also will <laughs> help you get off heroin. But to, to Muse's credit, if he acknowledged that, okay, that's no, 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 this is wrong. Like he could have just mm. used that as a gateway to go right back to where he was. And he didn't. Absolutely. So that's, that's props there. Um, I'm, I'm curious. So then you said you got so Jay. Jade's looking good, and that's good to hear. And then I'm guessing you got great, to talk yeah. to um, Shiafo and Marilyn and Brian. I certainly did. So yeah. What were those conversations like? That was great. I mean, speaking speaking to uh, Scott was fantastic because he 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 re- he realized who I was, and he said to me, "How's the film going?" And I was oh, like, wow. "Oh I, shit!" I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that he asked me that. I was like. 
Jesus Christ, you were in Clerks and you're asking me how my film was going. And <laughs> right. at, at that point, it was going okay. But I was speaking to him. He was a great guy. He was brilliant to talk to. And a real love for uh, something I didn't know, a real love for uh, British music. He's crazy about the British music scene. And uh, yeah, that's a big thing for him. Marilyn was beautiful, was lovely. Just such a nice woman to speak to. I think she spoke to me the longest. I really did because she said, um, obviously we'd spoken on uh, Instagram a couple of times and she said it was nice to put um, a face, to, a voice to the face. And oh, nice. I was like, that's, that was nice of her to say. And yeah, I think I spoke to her the longest out of, um, out of all of them. Just such a nice woman. I spoke to her about uh, Lisa Spooner, who sadly passed away. Sure. And um, I asked, I actually asked her something I was curious about. Um, would she have played Caitlin? And she said, yeah, she said she would have, absolutely. And she said she would have played it somewhat different to how um, Lisa would have. But yeah, that was an interesting thing to uh, think about what she could have brought to that role. How, she, how the role could have been slightly different if it was her playing it. It's a shame you can't have, uh, you could have Marilyn or Shafo in your film since they were in England. Fuck yeah, me, you get true. them. <laughs> that could have been fantastic, yeah. That could have been awesome. I mean- but... No, please, Henry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But um, yeah, obviously there are certain things which there are certain uh, limits, I suppose, to when it comes to independent filmmaking. Yeah, I um, I was saying to Rico, we didn't watch the whole panel, but we had it on for a little bit. And Mm -hmm. Shiafo, I don't know if he was wearing the same outfit he was wearing when you saw him at the table, but I swear to God, he looked like he should have been in a Tarantino movie, like like straight out of like Django Unchained or something. Like I don't know. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he should have. I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean there. And let's be fair, it could happen. I mean, Tarantino oh, yeah. has taken stranger actors into his films before. I would happily see Schiaffo in a Tarantino film. Yeah, because I mean, he <laughs> hasn't he hasn't done anything of note since mm-hmm. the Chulies guy. Like, I'm sure I know he's been acting. I've read his IMDb, and he's you know yeah. he's had a decent career, but. The same with Marilyn. Like, it's a shame. And we said that to her. Like, she deserves mm-hmm. better chances. And obviously, we found I out agree, yeah. why she wasn't getting them. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, all those guys, like, the only people whose careers really exploded, obviously, were Kevin J. Mm-hmm. You know? so, well, Ben and, and Matt. Yeah, but they weren't in Clerks. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ben and Matt weren't part of Clerks. They came in later, you know. Well, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, the only person that has worked with Kevin Smith that is now in a Tarantino film is Harley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which... I can't think of anybody else. I'm hearing a ton of good things about that movie. Like, everything I'm reading is... Oh, I cannot wait for that film. It looks incredible. All I'm hearing is that it's, like, like, brilliant filmmaking at its finest. Or, Mm -hmm. like... I mean, to be fair, that's usually what they say about every new Tarantino film. <laughs> and then you watch it 40 times. You're like, that's eh, okay. Like mm. when I first saw Hateful Eight, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And then <laughs> when I, and now I'm like, all right, yeah, it's still really good. And then I'm like, okay, when I saw Glorious Bastards for the first time, I'm like that was the best fucking movie ever. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> right, but the first. So I'm. I think everyone's just like. I think everyone is still calming down from the Tarantino high. Maybe, yeah. but I. Th- I think the one thing I've heard, and I'm. I personally have not heard this about his other movies, is that it's his best movie, or it's his return to Pulp Fiction, and that's not something I've heard about his other movies previously. 
is, I oh. mean, I've, I've heard high praise, but no one's saying it's back to this, you know, this thing that kind of launched him in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And, I mean, and some people would argue Reservoir Dogs launched him, but that's another conversation for another day. But, you know, like, I actually heard one one person, I forget who it was, that said, because, you know, Tarantino said he's doing X amount of number of movies, and I want to say it was like 10, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Rico, you might remember. Um, it's 10. But it's 10. And once he hits 10, regardless, he's done. Like, he's just done. He's leaving. And Yeah, he's supposed to write instead, just write books. Right. And this movie is not number 10, and someone said, go now. Like, leave on the high point. Like, that's how good it is. It's not not that it's bad, but it's that good that you're not going to top this. Well, what? I thought he was still going to work on a Star Trek movie. Wasn't that no, still going to happen? Yes, he is. But the, I'm saying, like, this person said, you're not... Don't forget the 10 shit. Just stop now because you won't huh? top this movie. And I guess, can you get around a technicality with that by saying, yeah, directing... 10 films. He well, could yes. still write. He that's, could write a film. Easily, and, that's and someone could direct right. it. Because if I recall, From Dust Till Dawn doesn't count as part of the 10. No. And it's it, in his it, universe. There's no question about that. Absolutely. But, These are just through romance. Right. Or the other one. Um, didn't he have... What was that Robert Rodriguez like grindhouse? Like, he had something to do with well, that one, too. But he directed Death Proof. Yeah, and but I don't think, uh, directed Planet Terror. I don't think he's counting that towards his 10. Sure he is. I don't think he does. I mean, I could be wrong. I'd have really? to look at it. Yeah, I, oh. I, I'm not saying he doesn't credit himself, but I don't think, like, this I, 10 number that he keeps referring to, I don't think that's part of the I count. think he is because I think Stuntman Mike, played by Kurt Russell, right. shows up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Oh, All right. wow. All right. Because it's set in the 70s. Oh, that could, that could be fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> we have a stuntman. <laughs> you know, so, and, and Kurt Russell is in, is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Um, guys, me, what the hell does an English drink look like? I've always just imagined either beer or tea, but what are you drinking? Oh, it's called Lucasade. It's an energy <laughs> drink. Yeah, yeah, I've never we don't, we don't have that. We don't have that. No, I actually dated an American girl a couple of years back, and she had a crate of it shipped over for me. So, yeah, it's actually quite nice. There you go. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, can I spoil what you've been kicking around doing here? In the, in the, can I spoil that, or should I not? Yes, please okay. do. No, go ahead. It's okay. Henry's thinking about coming to the stash and to the quick stop for the first Absolutely. time. He better be bunking with you. You know that, right? No, no. There, a, there's no room, unfortunately. Second of all, I think he wants to see <laughs> part of New York. So, like, it's only going to be, like, the bulk of his trip's going to be up in NYC, and he's going to travel down for a day. Because it's only, Absolutely. like, an hour, hour and some change away from New York City. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I'm telling you now, Henry, if you make that happen, as long as you do it on a weekend, I'll, I can, I can come up to meet you at the stash and quick stop. So. Oh, the, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand.
Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Fantastic. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to do that. I mean, um, yeah, we are talking about it. Me and my girlfriend are talking about um, coming over coming over to, obviously we want to do uh, New York, but I want to go to... Want to go to the stash? Want to go to uh, the quick stop? And I want to drag her along because you know I wanted to support my. Uh, she wants to support sure. my love of Kevin Smith. And so uh, I, I, I am getting, I am uh, getting there with, with her. She is now watching uh, pretty much all of them. Which speaking, yeah, the of only one watching, we need to watch now is Clerks too. We're jumping all over the place, and I and you know we do that. You've heard enough of our episodes at this point. I so, have, yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned because I've been kind of been on a pot of skew kick. kick. Lately, I've been listening to some of our old episodes, and I mm-hmm. was listening to the Podiversary episode yesterday, and you actually mm-hmm. said when you were on there that you were that night, potentially, you didn't guarantee it, that you were going to watch Clerks with our commentary on in the background, and I was wondering if you actually did it. Not yet. No, I haven't had a chance to. That no, was no the night when, well, now you know, that was the night when things went a little bit wrong with my film. So oh, I, I don't think I realized it happened that night. Okay. That was the first day of film. Yeah. That was that was the first step towards a few things going a little bit wrong. But yeah. So what what's going on? I mean, if you want to share, tell us what's happening with the film. I'm I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to share. Basically, we're taking taking a little bit it's taking a little bit of time to reassess a few things because the uh, producer and co-star of the film decided to uh, part ways, and I won't go into details about it. But they are my friends and. We parted ways, no harm, no foul. Both shook hands and said, fair enough. But it's just a case of just finding a new producer and finding someone. And without going into details, because I don't want to jinx it, I may well have found someone who could really do something good for it. As soon as it happens, well, if it happens, I will get back on the show and I will share that. But I want to keep that. I want to keep that a little bit quiet because it's quite a big thing. And if it happens, it will be pretty incredible. Well, that's awesome, man. I hope that works out for yeah. you. I, I have Thank to just have one quick much. follow-up question just because I'm curious, and, and I know you're being a little cryptic, and I get that, and I respect it, so if, if you can't Go answer, ahead. that's fine. But is it Joe that you lost for the actor, or is it a different role? No. No, it's not that. No, we. Uh, I, I'm, still with, uh, I'm still with Annie. Annie will still be playing Joe, and okay. um, it's the... No, yeah, me and her. If, if, if she left, I'm not going to lie, I'd question carrying on. I really would, but huh. no, she is definitely still involved, and uh, it's a smaller role who uh, who we lost, so okay. it wouldn't be a massive uh, it wouldn't be a massive ordeal to get that one replaced. It was the producer one which hit the production a little. Sure, you lost your Mosier as well as your Mosier cameo, essentially. Uh, I still am with <laughs> basically, yeah, um, but maybe he wasn't my Mosier. Maybe my Mosier is still out there. Yeah, maybe. Um, so that's the way I gotta look at it. So the role you need is a video store clerk, right? That's that's the role you need. That's what. <laughs> Essentially, I mean, when you with, without going into too much detail, when you see the film, when you uh, when you actually see it finished, this is 
you, you'll work it out instantly. As much as this is based on a very dear friend of mine, yeah, it's also very much my attempt at making a British Randall. There's no question about it. You'll Absolutely. you'll just you'll just get it straight away. That awesome. this is my attempt at making a British I, Randall. I was pushing for you, buddy. I was trying, Rico. Sorry. I mean, I I could do impressions. I, I'm I'm sure my British accent is going to be awful compared to yours. So. <laughs> I don't yeah, know see, how you do it. Like it's you, so good how you just you know can do that British accent. You, yeah. Well, I was born with it. You pull, you pull the, you pull the pirate radio move. You're the American that went to England because there's no work here in the states. That's that's the thing. <laughs> there you go. And um, all you fucking Brits are fucking taking over our goddamn American bulls. <laughs> fucking Pattinson is Batman now. Well, does that not say something about your American actors? That's all yeah, I'm saying. That, oh. That's, I said Fight that, words. didn't I, CJ? I you did. said you that did. the Brits are better actors. That's why we're losing all our fucking roles. It's look, Trump. It's not the Mexicans that are taking our jobs. It's the British. <laughs> and also, There's, let's be fair here. The British can play a good superhero. Think about it. Some of the greats we've had over the years: Christian Bale playing Batman. Then you've got Tom Holland playing Super, uh, playing Spider Man. You've got Henry Cavill playing Superman. You might be about to have Robert Pattinson playing Batman. So. There are some there are some big names, and we know how to play us. We know how to play a superhero. Let's go back to Christian Bale. Uh oh. Okay, go on. I think Christian Bale in Batman Begins was a mm-hmm. great Batman, and okay. then I think his Cookie Monster voice for Dark <laughs> Dark, Knight, Dark Knight Rises yeah. was an awful decision, and I truly believe it's because Christian Bale um, has a hard time speaking. Without closing his mouth, he as 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 Batman, he talks like this, like with his teeth open, but not like emphasizing on closing the fucking lips. And I'm Batman. Me walk okay. Like at least for Batman against he fucking it's like is that what you do that defines me or whatever the fucking line is. He does have a very intimidating voice. When he's speaking to Rachel in that subway scene, that's a, that's a genuinely intimidating voice. He should have kept that. That yeah. should have been the voice throughout. Yeah. You know what's more intimidating? When he went ape shit on that fucking DP on the set of Terminator <laughs> Salvation. That's, that's yes. the Batman that should have been just like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Like, see, that's, that, I can't fucking like, yeah, what no, the fuck? Uh, yeah. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned a couple people though, and it does transition. Well, first off, before we get there, um, is there anything else about the Comic Con you want to mention that we may not have asked you about or some highlight or something that you, you might want to talk about? Oh, there was, there was one personal highlight. I mean, it shows what a great person, um, O'Halloran is, but, uh, I don't know if you saw the picture that I put up of, uh, me with the cast because I had a, fo- I had a yeah. photo shoot with the whole cast. Yeah, I did. And, um, when I walked in, O'Halloran looked at me and he said, oh, it's him again. And um, I've stepped up to them and I'm standing next to um, Chiafo. And as he says, he says, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Jay, you've got to stand next to him. You've got to, he's got to be standing next to Jay if he's dressed up like Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, that's, exa- and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, O'Halloran rearranged the picture for me so that I was standing next to Jay. So I was thinking, what a nice thing to do. That is pretty cool. You got, I- you got directed by fucking Dante. Yeah, you did. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um your <laughs> Before we move on, there's two quick things I wanted to ask you. What we'll, we'll ask you one thing and then mention something, and then we'll move on. Because um, Ben from the Kevheads is is from London as well. Am I correct? Yes. Did mm-hmm. you get the? Connect- uh, he's not from London. I think he's from Wales, but uh, okay. he was at the con. 
He was. Did you guys get to connect and talk about your films and whatnot? Different different days. Ah, he was on the Friday. Right. I was on the Sunday. Okay. But uh, well, he's a great guy. So yeah, yeah I speak to him quite a bit. Yeah, no. Well, and then I've chatted with him via Twitter myself, but I was just uh-huh. wondering if you guys got a chance to, as filmmakers, get together and kind of like spitball things back and forth. Now, he's more of a... <laughs> A documentarian is whereas you're doing yes, a, a fictional so, thing, yeah. but um, that doesn't mean you can't share ideas. Um, the other thing, just I wanted to mention in regard to Kevin, is um, mm-hmm. post came up that I noticed while we were talking. It's a older post from today, but I just saw it. Is um, we lost Don 16 years ago yesterday? That's right. So I just love to the smith family and kevin because that happened in my backyard i mean that was downtown philadelphia when in that the happened. backyard well no not That's literally he's cj stop killing off the smith family yeah you know um <laughs> no but it happened in philadelphia which is not exactly around the corner for kev especially from where he was living at the time because he was already in in uh wayne manor as he called it um <laughs> at the time but yeah, so just just love out to to Kevin and his family and in remembrance of Don. Um, Very much so. Because well, Henry, Henry, before we move on to the next mm-hmm. topic, which I believe mm-hmm. is going to be Spider. I want to know if your next movie is going to be the movie about CJ and I called Podfellas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, trust me, I would love to make that. Well, hey, we'd let you trust us. Um, but yeah, you know what? We should get into that real quick, Rico. You did put up a thing on Twitter while our page site was down, which ugh, still irritates yeah, me. Yeah, I, I was trying to I was trying to compensate uh, because you will see there's a transition before the Odyssey, uh Twitter page was down. I very rarely tweeted. I still am not like I'm not that guy. I'm not going to be like, you know, I'm on the toilet. Anyone else taking a shit? Like, you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> But then you saw the thing drop, and then me start tweeting like questions and random bits of funny bullshit. And one of the questions I asked was, and I, I prefaced, I was like, "Please be kind." I said, "Who should play CJ and I in a movie?" And what I've discovered is that anybody who is fat and Jewish should play me. <laughs> well, I did also going to say that Jonah Hill, who I suggested to play Rico does change his body shape on a daily basis so and i count because i asked stephanie i was like look you you've seen me naked who (laughs) like you're a better judge than any of these fucking guys and and she was like look jonah hill maybe if he was if he was like thinner and he bulked up his arms because i even though i'm having said i do have like huge muscular arms that's me bragging on the air it's gonna always be there forever (laughs) yep uh but oh, the I, voice for it's your it show. Out. Brag as much as you want. Who cares? Yeah. My dick is ten feet long. Um, so okay, oh, that I'm editing uh, it out. Um, yeah, but, but Jonah Hill's voice and my voice are not at all similar. Seth mm-hmm. Rogen's voice and Jonah Hill's body, I can see. see can, well, I, I mean, mean can walk, you do the Rogen laugh? I fantastic. I had said Love that weed. if I could smoke weed and fuck weed, I'd be happy as hell. <laughs> I had said to you, Rico, that I thought, you know, you know, death aside that someone like Chris Farley and you had said to me fairly that you're not as big as he is. And I agree. 
But I think he gets your mannerisms really good. And and getting to talk to you and deal with you on a regular basis, I, that's where I was casting my vote from. See, that's why I kept thinking Belushi would have actually been the better choice. Belushi because would be. Belushi, yeah. does, Belushi does the eyebrows. I do the eyebrows. And Manic Belushi is all over the place. Like, on SNL, when he would do the weekend update, he would just fucking, like, lose his shit. And, like, basically... There would not be a Chris Farley if there wasn't a John Belushi. And it, what we're saying is, if this was made in the 40s, Luke Costello would fucking play me, is what we're saying. You know who... Oh, my God. I would love to hear you guys do who's on first. That was... That's how I fucking said that shit. I said, there's a whole part of me that would love to just... Like, it would be my own personal thing, but I'd love for us to do who's on first. And a fucking fan said it. We Rico, have to do it. Rico actually has proposed that we get the script and do our own radio play version of Who's On First. We have kicked that idea around. That's no joke. We've talked about doing I ha- that. I have seen that. I have seen that routine so many times now. I think I could probably do it like Rain Man style. <laughs> I could probably uh, do okay. it but like Dustin Hoffman does it. <laughs> here's it. Here's the two things that I'll say about your, your question, Rico, that I found really interesting. Um, there was a lot of good combat comment comments and feedback but the other thing that i found interesting is not many people said anything about me they kept focusing on you there was not a lot of picks for me <laughs> i reckon seth green i reckon seth green could do it i think that's I think a great choice you. i do i think seth green or breck and meyer actually breck and meyer i said breck and meyer if you remember <laughs> meyer was a winner someone said matt damon was that you yeah I, that was me Kind of just being goofy because I think it's I think it's too big of a uh, person, but yeah. Part of me thinks that I got more picks than you because I think it was a way of people saying we're going to call Rico fat without calling him fat. I also think it's because <laughs> it was uh, your Twitter feed might be yeah. part of that too. But um, well, we could always just of... get British access to do it because we've proven the they're the best. <laughs> Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland has to play me. But <laughs> yeah, we'll have Christian Bale play me. Um, <laughs> but he'd have to. He's got the weight. He's got the weight from being Dick Cheney. By the way, not, <laughs> I'm going way off, but they're doing a mini series on Showtime about um, Rupert Murdoch, and he's a, or no, not 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 Rupert Murdoch, the guy that was working for Fox that got fired, but it wasn't Rupert Murdoch. It was um. Sales, I think his name was. Anyway, he's a big, fat fucking dude, and they got Russell Crowe to play him, and he put on a shit ton mm. of weight. Yeah, but Russell Crowe has been packing all the weight for consistently for a while. <laughs> no, like, he looks north of 300 pounds right now, like, in this thing. Jesus. And, I, and I don't think it's a yeah. fat suit. But we haven't seen, like, muscular, skinny Russell Crowe since, like, maybe Man of Steel. Um, yeah, like yeah. he was kind of heavy and 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 uh, stocky in like that awful mummy movie. I didn't say that. <laughs> he played Jekyll and Hyde, but he like he played Hyde as like Ray Woodstone, so he kind of like <laughs> you know like kind of lumbered around and was like, "Hey, what's going on?" We like had a real thick Cockney mm-hmm. Ray Woodstone accent. And, but he he's looking heavy. Like he, I mean, we. I, I I'll have nothing but nice things to say about Russell Crowe just because I don't want to piss off fucking Maddie Granger. Yeah. But um, but he <laughs> but he has not been Cinderella Man in a very long time. He has been Tim Hortons Man. He has been fucking McDonald's Man 
for recently. Speaking of Tim Hortons, did you see what April put up on Twitter today about Tim Hortons? No, uh, so I, I mean, I think something about, like, I'm up late. I, she, I don't know. She tweets more than I do. She does. And that's more recently. But she said she had a dream that she was at Tim Hortons and tried to order a vodka martini. And when they told her no, she asked for a manager. I thought that was brilliant. I was like, you should be able to get a vodka martini at Tim Hortons. I think so. That was the um, most American thing that a Canadian could say. Yeah, right? I loved it. <laughs> um, To stick with the British actors, then... To your original question, Rico, I'm going to put a bow on this thing. Russell Crowe plays you. Tom Holland plays me. And we move on. Um, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> you hold, hold on a fucking second. You get the kid who looks like he's perpetually going to be 17 forever. And then, like, Tom I'm, Holland is younger than me. So, yeah. Like, and, and CJ. You love to bring this up, but now I get to say it. You're fucking older than me, motherfucker. Why do I get old, like, beaten down Russell Crowe, and you get youthful fucking spider dick that all the fucking honey like? Like, what's Be this shit? What because fucking warped version of, like, Pot are you fucking listening to? I don't know that it's that warped, because you definitely look older than I do. Um, I'll respect your fucking elders. Scott sucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking ah. of Tom Holland, though, we do want to move on, and Rico and I have yet to have had the opportunity to talk about it because of a multitude of reasons, but the Sp Spider-Man Far From Home trailer has been out now for quite yep. a minute, but we haven't had a chance to get into it, and I know we've been wanting to, so uh, Rico, I'm going to let you start the ball on this one. Um. First off, I am in love with the fact that they have Mysterio as a fucking Oh, my villain. God, yes. And I don't want to hear any bullshit about, oh, he's a good guy. No, he's not. No, he not at all. He's a good guy. pretending to be a good guy, but he's really a bad guy. And it's not a secret that we're, we don't see coming. We see that shit coming a mile away. As soon as yeah. we saw the fishbowl helmet, we're like, motherfucker, going to be bad. Because... That was something that annoyed me about that trailer. The first time I saw it, where it looked like he's the hero, I was watching it like, you have got to be, there is absolutely no way you're telling me this guy is the hero of the story. It cannot be. In a million years, that cannot be what the story is. And then you see him in the second trailer, and you think, yeah, you ain't good. You're the yeah. bad guy. You're going to turn bad by the end. So first you know, off, let's, let's talk about the fact that there's two trailers because I think mm -hmm. it's just brilliance on Marvel's part that they put out a trailer pre-end game that right. is completely... I have with, a plastic dick. It, it's brilliant that they put out two trailers, one pre-end game that spoils nothing of the end game but makes you think it's yeah. a legitimate trailer to Spider-Man. And, and to a mm -hmm. degree it is, but... It leaves out key pieces of Endgame so that that doesn't get destroyed for people. And then, mm -hmm. I guess it was, what, two weeks after Endgame, they put out another trailer. It was something like that, yeah. What's that, Rico? I think it was like a week. They're like, fuck you all. You better see this shit. I, I think it was two. I, I know what uh, you're saying. It was early. It was earlier than it probably should have been. But to be mm -hmm. fair, Tom Holland pops up before any of the trailer starts and goes, hey, if you haven't seen Endgame... Stop watching, and if you get spoiled by continuing to watch it, that's no one's fault but yours. Essentially what he says. I think he says it nicer than that, but it's essentially what he boils down to. And he 
he goes on and they show this trailer that has a completely different vibe to it. Once yes. you've seen these pieces, they reinsert. Because, Rico, you and I talked about the first trailer, and we had yeah. some bitty big question marks that didn't line up to us. And it's because we talked about it after having seen Endgame. Like, one of the questions we asked was, in the original Spider-Man trailer, it says, there's a scene of Nick Fury talking to him going, nice to see you, Spider-Man. And it's like, or nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, right. And, no, he, how did he not meet him at the funeral? Well, we now know that he did. And Mm -hmm. it's addressed. You know, I know. So, like, wow, is Nick Fury the rudest motherfucker who's not going to introduce himself to Spider Man at Tony's funeral? Right. Or was he that oblivious, which didn't make sense either because he's like this ultra spy? You know? Right. Got his so, eye on everybody. But the other thing is with him, think about it Spider Man is the ultimate fanboy. If you see the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the former head of S.H.I.E.L.D. who put the Avengers together, he would go and say hi to him. It doesn't oh, matter yeah. what situation he's in. Right. Exactly. And. And also, like, the other thing that, the other big question we had from the first version of the trailer was Aunt May and, um, Happy. How it seemed uh-huh. like they knew each other. <laughs> and that seems to make sense now because it, it, especially the line towards the end of the trailer where he go, where Flash says to Happy, what, oh, you work for Spider-Man? He goes, no, 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 I work with Spider-Man. Like, there was that, that delineation there, which I thought was really funny. I, I, I'd like to throw in John Favreau could play me. That, that's who could play me in a movie. It's John Favreau. <laughs> that could work. I could see that. Like, he, he made a movie called Rocky Marciano where he was a boxer, but then he also packed on the weight again. Like, <laughs> he could be fat and, and big yeah, arms. He, well, uh, Favreau, <laughs> you talked about Jonah Hill changing his, his weight, like, he, you know, from day to day. Favreau does that too. If you go from the replacements to Rudy to the first, but Favreau Iron Man, has a similar voice to mine, whereas Jonah Hill sounds like he's still in high school. Yeah, and Favreau does look That's aged true, and yeah. withered, so that'll work. Um, in Favreau's any event, what? he looks aged and withered, so it it works. Um, he's Italian. Smart. He's Italian. Um, <laughs> he's, half, but, he's half Italian. He's half Jewish and half Italian. But Henry, back to your point about. About um, yeah. Mysterio, you know, mm. like I have a couple thoughts on it, and I I don't know where to go because I feel like with the trailer explaining, please. So we we ran this theory earlier, Henry. Where what if uh, because well, actually, I think they I, th- I don't know. Uh, there's the theory that now that the third step from Endgame happened. Mm-hmm. And- Mark Ruffalo, uh, fucking uh, Hulk, Smart Hulk, which mm-hmm. I am not calling him Smart Hulk. I hate he's it. He's dumb. He's 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 dumb Hulk. Um, <laughs> he says that the majority of the of the stones are gamma radiation. Yep. So when you get that third snap, and it covers the entire universe. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the X Men, and that's how you get absolutely. The I mean, they've literally set that up. I mean, but I think it's genius. So my question is, because the character Mysterio is more of an illusionist. He's not a guy with powers. What if he's Mysterio, but he actually has powers? He's not just an illusionist. He's got magic. 
Wait, you're you're skipping over a gigantic thing that was addressed in the second version of the trailer, and that that there is yeah. now a multiverse, and that the snap broke apart this multiverse and allowed it to kind of blend together, which right it is. A- Go it ahead, is man. absolutely the way that they're going to allow they're going to allow the Fantastic Four, the X Men. It's it, how else are they going to how else are they going to explain where the X Men and the Fantastic Four were? During the Battle of New York, all that sort right. of thing, but it, right. it's the only way they're going to do it. Well, that's not- that's my question is still sound. Does Mysterio have actual powers, or does he have illusionist powers? Well, I think I think it's is, Ill- is Chris Angel, or does he actually a fucking Merlin? <laughs> well, he's better than Chris Angel, but I would say he's hmm. he's probably somewhere in between. Here, here's what I was going though with it though, for me personally, because. Henry, you mentioned that you didn't want him to be a good guy. Like your thought was like, "Oh God, no, don't do that." And I and I get that. Nope. But but let's let me throw out a theory here and see if you can roll with this. Go what ahead. if on his Earth he actually is a good guy, but then he gets here to our Earth, Earth was it three thirty three? Because it's not like Earth one mm-hmm. or two. It's not like DC. It's a little more complicated. But yeah, he gets to our Earth and goes, "I could really like." take advantage of shit here and so he kind of flips sides just because he sees the opportunity being so he doesn't have that good he's a good guy out of necessity on his earth not because he's a mm-hmm. good person so now he mm-hmm. comes here and he sees that he can be who he really wants to be and becomes the mysterio that we all already know i think i mean give it we should that could call happen. hold on we should call this one at 37. a time rico can you hear me? I'm saying, I'm, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So I'm saying, for the sake of it, we should call this Earth Earth 37 because <laughs> Kevin <laughs> is real in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So therefore, it should be 37. I think. Yeah, there you go. Earth 37. So, all right, Henry, your point. Go ahead. Yeah, that that is an interesting point, and it could absolutely be the way be the way that it goes. But now that I've seen the second trailer, where you actually see a little bit more of Mysterio, and you actually see him out of the mask speaking to Spider-Man, I do have my theory as to who this guy is going to be. I think he's going to be a guy who is totally out for himself. And he has his own, he has his own, uh, he has his own problems that he's got to deal with and his own agenda. And that agenda is going to be what leads him to become the bad guy. I think he may well start off as the good guy. He may well start off as um, trying to help Spider-Man or rather trying to help the world from the Hydro Man. Yeah. But then he's got his own personal problems, a little bit like Mordo in um, Doctor Strange. Right, right, right. That's the kind of guy that I'm comparing him with. And then he will go bad by the end of it. I do think I think it was stupid. It'd be stupid to think this guy isn't the villain of the movie. It would be clearly the, he's clearly the villain. Who do you think would be more likely to be the goblin of this current Spider-Man, Vulture, or or Mysterio? Because Vulture did have that moment of redemption where he's in prison and he doesn't yep. reveal to Scorpion that is mm-hmm. Scorpion, uh, mm-hmm. who who Peter who Spider Man is. Mm-hmm. What if Mysterio is filling that void where he is because Norman Osborn was the father of Harry Osborn, Peter Parker's mm-hmm. best friend. Every mm-hmm. iteration, every comic, more or less, had that father figure esque character for in, mm-hmm. in Norman Osborn. He just lost fucking Iron Man, mm-hmm. so he might 
I don't think Nick Fury is going to fill that void. I don't think Happy is going to fill that void. No, nope. I don't think I don't think Happy is happy to do that shit at all. <laughs> um, I, I think, think there's going to be he's going to maybe latch on to Jill and uh, well, yeah, Jill and Hall. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. do think though you're going to see a change in Happy's perspective towards Spider Man towards Peter because yeah. because he's going to have to feel like he needs to to a degree fill the void left by Tony. And or he's going to feel obligated to, to do it at least, and therefore that'll go that way because. And Henry, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, very briefly. Um, actually, it might actually be on the one that's coming out today. I don't remember. Anyway, where we talk about in that second trailer, you see him put on those glasses that look like the they have the Stark's set, glasses. They're Stark's glasses, and I heard a theory. This isn't even mine. But I heard a theory that what if Tony kind of seeing what was going to happen in Endgame in some capacity, whether he whether it was the way it went, he just knew he was going to die in some capacity, whether, mm-hmm. you know, he knew exactly how or not is a question. But what if when he puts those glasses on, instead of hearing either Friday or Karen, it's Tony. It's Tony's oh, voice. Oh, that would be incredible. Oh, that would be beautiful. That'd be I the th- tear moment. That'd be the tearjerker moment that gets everyone crying. Because that's I how mean, you, you get RDJ back in the universe without having to pay him a ridiculous amount of money to be <laughs> on screen as Tony Stark. He, right. He would, would, up, be, yeah, would just be Kevin Feige calling up Robert, Robert and be like, all right, we need 10 minutes of you saying these particular lines and you're done for the day. And my theory is it could, he very well could be the new Jarvis for Tony or the new Friday, but I still like Karen. I do. too. I think, I think it's going to be a message where he's going to be like, uh, Hey Peter, I left a, uh, I left, I left a package for you, left you, uh, something in your closet. And it's, that's revealed to be the new black suit. Oh, the new R suit or the stealth mm-hmm. suit, the stealth suit. The other theory is that that suit and the iron spider suit, are still the same suit, but that there's a hidden camouflage feature that Peter has yet to uh, find that mm-hmm. he can change color. I mean, because of fucking Captain Marvel can feature goddamn custom color. Why can't Spider? <laughs> well, as of right Which now, I'm afraid was fucking confusing as scene that the little the little girl knew how to do that shit. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. Captain Marvel? That's right, and that was in the mid '90s as well. By the by, this point. Stark could easily have built something into that suit to make it change like that. But now that you've said that, CJ, I've got th- I've got a theory. This is something which is integral to Spider-Man. Sure. And it would make sense for a father figure type character to say that. If Stark has left him a message, what if the last words that Tony says to him are, never forget, with great power comes great responsibility? Oh, I'd, I'd fall out of my chair. I'd, I, 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 yeah. would, I'd cry. <laughs> I would cry my eyes out if he said that. If Stark was the one who said that to him. See, I've been saying it from the very beginning. We, we, I've been with you on board for this, so okay. don't, yeah. <laughs> All right, motherfucker, calm down. I'll give you your due. I'll give you <laughs> we have been saying from the very beginning that this, because there's no Uncle Ben. No. Tony Stark is the closest thing to Uncle Ben. Yes, very much so. Yeah, he is, clearly. Right, because they've, they've alluded to the Ben thing, but not in that oh my god we got to go through the whole origin story again yeah. and rico and i have oh, we what's that 
Not even then. They never said that he had an uncle. No, but ben. yeah, the closest they came is when they say, I can't put May through that again with everything she's been through. And it, it alludes yeah. to that it's Ben, but they never actually say, yes, you're right. But what Rico and I have said from the beginning, and, and we didn't get into this, Rico, when we were talking about Robert Pattinson earlier before Henry joined us, but like, I don't, we didn't want a Spider-Man origin yet again. We didn't need it. You know, we, we know the bad no. thing. We know that. And what they did, the way that Kevin Feige twisted that story just enough to give us the same feels without the traditional Uncle Ben and the shooting is brilliant. And if they can do that with Batman, this new The Batman with Pattinson and not give us Crime Alley and all that shit again, mm. I'd love it. Like, they don't have to change the origin, but don't tell us the story again. We know that story. So yeah, they don't need to. It's it's one of those things where even even like a, a non comic book fan knows that story. They know yeah. that Spider Man was bitten by a spider. They know that Batman's parents were killed in an alleyway. I mean, it's just kind of ingrained in pop culture. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like when he's talking to Tony in Civil War, you never he never says I got bit by a spider. He just says I got these powers. He just mm-hmm. he never uh, says it. And I think that was oh, an agility well, genius said- idea. He tells his friend, uh, what's his Ned? Ned. Yeah. That's he right, yeah. He tells Ned in Spider Man Homecoming, he's like, he's like, do you have, can you lay eggs like a spider? He's like, no, a spider bit me and that's it. Like, that's oh, all that, I got. You're right. But it's <laughs> not, you don't see him at the lab. You don't see the thing coming from, like, you, there wasn't, it, it's a two second line. And anyone who's a fan, like the three of us, knows right. what he's talking about. And you just <laughs> move on. And I, that's been brilliant. And so to your point, Henry, if because they've twisted it just a little bit, if you get that yep. Tony <laughs> making the statement instead of, you know, uh, Uncle Ben, I'd even, mm-hmm. it, it won't be as powerful, but I'd even take it from Happy, you know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I can see well, that. I can see that coming. The other I way mean, I see it. As, as much as I don't want the origin retold and all that sort of thing. There are certain things which are just fan service, and you yeah. want someone to say that to him. Exactly. You want and somebody he, to say those words to him because it's, it's so it's so important and it's it's so ingrained in Spider Man's story. Right. Why can't other, it be May? It could be May. It could, it could be May. Yeah. The other I thing I was going to she knows he's Spider Man now, which is yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm more curious about because they ended on a, such a cliffhanger where she finds out he's Spider Man. I want to know what happens right after that. And I th- <laughs> and I think we're gonna get that. I think we will get that in some capacity. Um, the other one I would say, though, that could say it, just to kind of tie that off, is Fury. After Fury's met him and they've had some time yep. together, I could see Fury saying that to him. And it would, mm-hmm. again, give us the fan service without being like, oh, God, here we go again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Speaking of Fury, have you guys heard the theory for Fury? <laughs> no. That he is uh, MJ's father? No. Oh wow! That I yeah, not heard that. Would that work? How old is Fury supposed to be? He's supposed to be like seventy by now, isn't he? No, he Charlie, is. Charlie Chaplin had kids when he was eighty. Yeah, that's well, true. That's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> just couldn't pick his, them up. If if I'm doing the math right, I think he'd be in his fifties, honestly, right now. Well, my so, dad was fifty. Yeah. Right, I know that, and, and so if he's in his fifties now, and we're assuming. Okay, see, Henry, this goes back to something else that we talked about on the Endgame episode. Have you listened to our Endgame episode? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. So we had a big debate about 
Peter's friends and their ages because it's because of the snap years. and right. yeah, the time. Yeah. So if MJ, let's say MJ got snapped, because I think it looks like uh, she might have. I think all, I think all three of them did. Uh, Peter, Her, Ned, and MJ were all snapped, and I right, think May was as well. But and I don't Flash. think. But I don't think Flash was. Well, then they wouldn't be in the same grade. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Flash would have to have been snapped. Yeah. Mm. Good, good. Because fuck that fucking fuck. Although I gotta <laughs> say that the guy, and again, talking about twists on the original story, the way they're handling Flash in this, I like it. I actually do like what they're doing with. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. Someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sports book app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll free helpline at 1 The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle? Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Flash, I've been a fan of this. Um, I wasn't sure about it at first, but now that I've seen the movie like a dozen times and, you know, the trailer, you know, half a dozen times, I, mm-hmm. I do like what they're doing with it. Like, I, like the fact that he walks in and he, Flash is talking so highly about Spider-Man and it turns to him and goes, hey, dickweed, you know, and the difference is Peter's not getting bothered by that anymore. Like, you see a look on Peter's face like, yeah, if you only fucking knew, you know, like, and that he's getting that. <laughs> a little bit of- he got his own little bit of revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. he fucking totaled his car. So that was helpful. But, you know. <laughs> what do you guys think of Zendaya as Mary Jane? I like it. Well, she isn't Mary Jane, is she? She's we, we, MJ. We know, well, MJ, yes, but her name is Michelle. So yeah, I, guess, I guess they're going with both. They, they can be, if you want a Mary Jane who's got the red hair and all that sort of thing, they can have her and they can just say, no, this girl is Michelle. Or this can be it. This can just be MJ. Well, she said her name is MJ at the end of Homecoming. Right. She's like, yeah. You just call me MJ. Everyone does, except no one does because I don't have any friends, but they mm. would. And they were like, okay, so, okay. All, all right. I've been doing it. I've, I've been doing it. I just don't. There's something about MJ in the comics that no, they have yet to really capture. You know what I mean? I disagree. Like, I think I think they got her with Kirsten Dunst. I disagree 100%. Mm. Uh, Kirsten Dunst was uh, fun, but she was not the comic book. No, she, she wasn't. Like, MJ is not only the girl next door, but she's also like, I mean, it's going to sound really fucked up, but she's got like a porn star body. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but Where, most women in comic books have that, so I don't know if that's exactly a fair assessment. What I'm saying, and I'm not trying to say that this person has a porn star body, but I'm saying Elizabeth Olsen looks more like the comics accurate version of MJ than Kirsten Dunst or Zendaya. 
Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from there. And she's also, in the comics, MJ is, like, crazy into Spider-Man. Like, insanely hot for him. Yeah, I, right. don't know if we're, I don't know if we're getting that vibe off of this version of MJ. She seems very laid back, very chill, very cool. But they've made and doesn't really seem to care twists. about anything. But they've made she these twists, like, like the Uncle Ben thing. Mm. Like, we're not getting Uncle Ben. We're getting Tony kind of being True. Uncle Ben. We got Flash, True. who's a... Of not a you know blonde haired blue eyed football player, mm-hmm. we have Ned who I don't even think existed before, you know, and then you mm-hmm. have, and then you have this new twist on MJ. So mm-hmm. I look, and and we've said this before, Rico and I and Henry, I think you would agree with this. Kevin Feige isn't just throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. The guy knows what he's doing and has oh, yeah. reverence. Yeah, you know you know he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And and he has reverence for this material. So if he's willing to take these spins on mm-hmm. some of these characters, there's A a reason for it and B, it's not just willy nilly to do something different. It's there's yeah. a there's a logic behind it. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my original question. Do you think Fury is her dad? I think it's possible. I can't. I mean, I think it could be. I don't think anything's impossible in these films. And no. <laughs> that one, yeah, that could definitely happen. I can definitely you see that. Imagine happening. how terrified Peter will be if he. <laughs> like, did, you, did you guys see 22 Jump Street? I did not. Yes. Ice Cube, that look on his so, face. There's a part in, in 22 Jump Street where Jonah Hill, uh, when he. When his, character goes to college he sleeps with a young black girl they hit it off they sleep together he goes back to his police chief played by uh, ice cube brags that he got laid the dude like high fives him like he's like he's like oh man sh- oh, shit, no. you got some pussy and then they go to like meet the family <laughs> and it's like ice cube is just like oh hell no <laughs> and then like this is the full, one of the funniest fucking parts of that movie, because I'm deviating for just a second, is they're sitting at the, um, at the, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly Jenny, what you're talking about. Yeah. Jenny, Jonah Hill are sitting at the desk of the police chief, and Jonah is very uncomfortable. Oh, I suppose Jonah Hill's putting, put, he's putting the, the bulletproof vest on. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. The bulletproof vest on because, uh, Ice Cube has his fucking gun out, and he's like, "All right, we need to talk about something." And he pulls out, uh, you know, the photo on his desk of his daughter, and puts it. So, and then Channing is staring at it, trying to figure it out. And then you hear a ding, like from a fucking like microwave, <laughs> and he just goes, "Oh, oh!" And just runs around the precinct, just like. Schmidt has sex with the captain's daughter. He fucked the <laughs> captain's daughter. And just and like, like Schmidt and Ice Cube are just sitting there. Like the, the uncomfortableness is just like getting more and more big. Ice and he's Cube like, has got that fantastic line in that scene when he says, "The more he shouts that, the closer I'm getting to shooting you." <laughs> yeah, and then he says, "You, you, he bragged to your face. You high fived him." For fucking your daughter, and then like Ice Cube just glares at me. He's like, "I mean, it's really, it's not that funny <laughs> at all." I would fucking shit myself laughing so hard if they did something similar, where Parker fucking makes out 
with MJ and then go because he's already had that moment where he meets the wrong dad. Right. Beats fucking Vulture, who's the yeah, worst guy. True. So what if they did it again? This guy's just destined to have the father in law hate his ass. I mean, yeah. I guess the only thing is with that, with that theory, is it too much like homecoming? Are they repeating themselves a bit too much if that's the twist? I mean, the difference is that Nick Fury isn't gonna is, is trying to kill him. Yeah, that's true as well. And it wouldn't be very like big to the plot where it was huge to the plot of Homecoming that he was actually the the dad. It wouldn't be massive if Fury was the uh, was the father of MJ. I'm more surprised the fact that MJ knows, and because there was there, this has been since another clip because there was just that trailer where she says like. Oh, you're Spider-Man. He's like, oh, oh, she's like, dude, it's kind of fairly obvious. And the implication yeah. was, what if the next scene is, or what the next le- line of dialogue is, it's like, dude, I'm totally messing with you. There's no way you're Spider-Man. But then they <laughs> showed a scene from some other trailer where, like, Ned and <coughs> Peter are talking to MJ, and she's like, dude, she already figured it out. He's like, yeah, it's kind of fairly obvious. And he's like, yeah, I was there before you. I knew, I knew he was Spider-Man before anybody. <laughs> Okay, see, so I haven't seen so that bad. scene, so I I don't know, but I I think because you're right, she does like to fuck with him. Like the scene at the end of of Homecoming, where like his phone rings and it's happy, and he's got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and he's like, I gotta go for a minute. And she's like, Where you got going? What do you gotta hide? And he looks at her with this like panic look, and she goes, I'm just kidding. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I I think mm-hmm. I think that dynamic for a little while is better than to just to pull the trigger and now she knows. You know, so I... I, That's kind of where I'm at with it. But, I mean, either way, it'll work. I... See, I think... I mean, would it be interesting if Furious is... or her father? Yes. But then, I think that opens a whole door of too many questions of, like, then who's her mother? You know what I mean? And, you know, do you have something... Yes, but then she's gonna have to have powers. And, like, that (laughs) takes it down a road I don't think you need to do with MJ. Like, it's just my mm-hmm. opinion. But, you know. I guess one thing I would like to know, or rather what like to know you guys' opinions on, because my absolute favorite of the Spider-Man, I suppose, secondary characters is Gwen Stacy. Will Gwen Stacy be in these films? Are they going to MCU Gwen Stacy in there? Well, I uh, felt like the Vulture's daughter, I forget who her, what her name was, I thought that was their attempt at doing Gwen Stacy without doing Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I suppose so. That sort of style, yeah. See, I Stacy as well. I think I think it'll go differently. I think um eventually cuz Peter's going to have to keep getting older, right? Like mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of the 5-year snap, he's going to get older just by life. And all these characters are getting older. That's why, you know, Certain people are no longer with it. Like, look at Cap. Like, he decided to stay back in the 40s, and now he's, like, 97 years old, looking like a 60-year-old and whatever. But, yeah. And he... So, going back to Peter, I think eventually he's going to have to go to college. Mm -hmm. And and he'll... Maybe you, you don't... I don't think you lose all these secondary characters, but I think when you get there, that's where he meets Gwen Stacy. That's where he meets Harry Osborn. And that's mm-hmm. when you get those characters brought in. And that may be two films from now. That's not going to be in Far From Home. And it may not be in the next one. Like, these Spider-Man movies are doing well. 
and according to the whole thing I saw, they're going up through Phase 7 right now. So you get another opportunity with Spider-Man to introduce Gwen Stacy and to introduce... Um, like Harry Osborn. And someone had said, and I don't know how true this is, and I don't think I, I don't believe that it is, that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is almost like Homecoming 1.5. They're going to find a way to work some of that stuff into the mm-hmm. live action. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case personally, but if that's the way it goes, then that's where your Gwen Stacy comes from. And it's because of this multiverse thing that they've been talking about with yeah. Mysterio that is how it links together. Well, someone actually figured out and confirmed that the same fuck up Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker in Spider Verse, <laughs> yeah. is the same Tom Holland Spider Man. How did wow. they figure that out? Someone figured it out. They're both from the same universe, which means Mary Jane's gonna leave his ass. Now, granted, Mary Jane is of color in in the Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Tom Holland one, and then is stereotypical white looking red hair, red hair, red hair. Yeah. You know, so there's really there is that, but like the fact they confirm it, but they don't confirm it. I don't. It just means that Tom Holland's gonna fuck up and get like a beer belly and just be super <laughs> depressing. We've already got that with Thor. We don't need it with Spider Man. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, now I can say when someone says. Oh well, what do you? Who do you look like? I say, oh, I look like Thor. <laughs> he needs a longer hair. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Dress up. Um, yeah, I, 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 I had the long hair at one point. It didn't look good. <laughs> no, I'm sure it didn't. Um, I look like Jack, like on a really bad day. But one thing I got to ask you guys about the Spider-Man thing is, you know, we've had Vulture, and Vulture was great. And right. we've had the hint of Prowler. We've had uh, what's going to be Mysterio. But these aren't, I mean, to I mean, to comic fans, I love Mysterio. I think he's a fantastic character. But these aren't, like, huge hitters. For, for Spider-Man, you want Dr. Octopus. You want the Green Goblin. Who would you see playing those guys if they were going to be in the MCU? CJ, you want to go first or you want me to go no, first? You go first. I need a minute. I got my names for I got my names for Doctor Octopus and. Well, you uh, had Green time Goblin. to think about it. You put us on the fucking spot. <laughs> well, um. I, I like the direction they're going, which is un unused mm-hmm. and sort of lower tier. Mm-hmm. And I think for Vulture in particular, they chose Vulture one because there have always been rumors of doing a Vulture. Uh, Vulture is also the second villain ever used. That's true. Yeah. So I think they're like, well, fuck Green Goblin. Green Goblin's been done twice already. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were ever to do one of the top tier ones, I would mm-hmm. love to see Doc Ock. Yeah. And I'd love to see Mark Hamill do it. Oh, me too. That was my name. I would absolutely have Mark Hamill. No question. But I've also hear that Mark Hamill may be, if he, he may be in the running to play the villain of Guardians 3. Yeah. Rumor is that he might play the creator of Rocket Raccoon. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I know that he and Gunn are close friends. So, well, they I met. See that happening. Yes. Possibly yes. in Guardians Three, and if, mm-hmm. if he can't do Guardians Three, I would love for him to be Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. If they were going to, I mean, we also have to remember there is going to probably at some point be a crossover of Venom and Spider Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So wait, but uh, and I've been thinking about that. That's what I've been sitting here thinking while I've been trying to come up with an answer for you, Henry. And mm-hmm. so, are we going to assume that that Venom will be the one that that shows up in the Spider-Man universe? Like, is that is that? I do have, we think that's going to happen? I have no idea what the politics are between Sony and Marvel right now. I have no idea what it's going to work. I mean, possibly it could it, it could happen. Because I and and we did an episode on Venom. I don't know if you heard that one, Henry. But like, I like Tom Hardy as Venom. Like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. actually thought that was a good. The movie itself was mediocre at best, but that wasn't because of Tom Hardy. That was because no. of a multitude of things. Um, <laughs> and so, if they're going to introduce that world, I'm fine with Hardy as Venom, and I'm fine with I want more of Woody Harrelson as fucking Carnage. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to see that. But, um, so it depends. If they're going to do that, then that's that's them. I've been sitting here... I don't think it's a great one, but the first name that came to my, my mind for Doc Ock was Daniel Craig. Ooh. Wow, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like, I don't I don't know why that's where I went, but I, I think that's that would be... That's an interesting answer. Right? Because it's an interesting the, way to see him. It would be they're doing unusual versions of these mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and these villains. Um, like Vulture looked like Vulture, but he wasn't the super rich guy. Like he had a lot of yeah. money, but he got mm-hmm. it because he was selling mm-hmm. the weapons, not because he was rich to begin with. If I recall mm-hmm. in the comic books, Tombs is just a mad rich guy who just likes stealing crap, and that's why mm-hmm. he's Vulture. He, he looks like Malkovich. A little bit, yeah. yeah. He does, but yeah. I'm I'm talking about the character's origin as much right. more than his look, um, and I mean honestly, like I wouldn't be opposed to them doing the female Doc Ock like they did in Spider Verse. Like that would be something I'd kind of be mm-hmm. okay with. I don't yep. know who you get to do it. Um, I think people would expect that. I think they would expect that to happen now because of Spider Verse. Because of Spider Verse, right? But what did the same type of thing and gender flipped? A like a an icon. What if Green Goblin was Goblin S? Yeah. Mm. Um, or you don't go Green Goblin. You go Hobgoblin. Yeah. Be a woman. What, what if back. you fuck with it? You have Gwen Stacy be a Green Goblin. Mm. That'd be real interesting. <laughs> but flip- and then she throws herself off the fucking bridge, and Peter still accidentally <laughs> breaks. But flip it back to Doc Ock for a minute. I think you're right, Rico. I think they won't do the female because it's expected, but. The name that came to my mind was Sandra Bullock as Oh wow. That's a good pull. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think I think it's because she kind of looked like Sandra Bullock in the Spider-Verse one. Probably. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. She did have a bit of that look, but I think that's still a good pull though. But uh, yeah, so Doc Ock if they're going to do ba- Daniel Craig, I think would be a good I'd be curious to see I think, that. I think Daniel Craig I think should be in the MCU or even the spider movies. I, I would see him probably, I, I think he would have been a better choice as Scorpion or somebody, no. you know, I don't think Scorpion, maybe somebody else, but not Scorpion. Here's the maybe thing not I want to see, but like maybe another iteration. Of- Vives in Virginia. 
Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Of Venom, because there's been multiple iterations. Mm -hmm. The Venom suit has been passed on to other people. But I really like Tom Hardy, and I want him to get a real chance to do it the right way. So no, that's I, true. Not, you're not, I'm saying you still have your Tom Hardy Venom, but there's been multiple versions oh, of Venom. Yeah, yeah. Like there was one called, like, there was one who was like a mobster. Like he was like in the mafia. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> on the Venom, like, mantle. You know, I could see Daniel Craig being somewhere in the MCU. Maybe I'd rather see him as like Rhino. No, yeah, I, I, Electro before Rhino. Hold on, let me, let me let's go through the let me bring up the Rose Gallery because I had an idea about something. An incredible and, and Rose it, Gallery as well, like to well, rival near enough any. We said on the Spider-Man episode that we did, we did a Spider-Man, like, a, and it wasn't just Homecoming. It was all Spider-Man movies, a little bit of the comic mm -hmm. books, a little bit of the game. And we we postulated that his rogues gallery is right up there with Batman's rogues gallery in terms of yes, villains. Yes, like, very much so. I would agree with that. I would absolutely right agree with that. Um, oh, more than, oh, I found one. What? What if you... What if Daniel Craig plays either Sandman? I could see that. Or Sandman, I could see. Or Craven the Hunter. Because I would love to see Craven somewhere in there. I would like to see Craven. I'd love but to I'd... see Craven, but not. I don't know about Daniel Craig. I agree. Okay. I agree 100%. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have a problem with Craven, but I think you need someone like. It's not going to be the right person because he's already in the universe but like a batista you need someone like mm. that to play craven like not him because he's already drax but that stature that size john cena john cena could actually be a good craven i think no yeah he's got darker hair he's got it grown out again he kind of looks like craven right now if you look at him lately <laughs> um i think he could do it uh, okay um Cause you need you know, that wrestler style person for a Craven. I think you do. Well, here's my question: Is who's going to play J. Jonah Jameson? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Get he him needs back. to come back. Yeah. I You've mean, got to get him back. What I don't if, think anyone else in the world can do it? <laughs> oh, that's not true, man. I could see Ice Cube doing it. Oh, flip the <laughs> flip the race. <laughs> think about it. I have wait, but if that's I have wait, never looked at it like that. Before. If that's the case, though. Then MJ is his daughter. Fuck Fury. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. 
Okay, yes, I'm behind this. Yep, that <laughs> Um, Spider-Man has sex with Jameson's dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying. That's really good. MJ. That's the J. It's 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 Jonas. Michelle, Jonah, or Michelle Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. yeah. There's your MJ. There's your MJ. I, look at you. Um, you had a good idea this year. We're fucking <laughs> fucking, we're fucking writing, man. We're writers, man. We're writers, um, man. Um, here's me. Uh. I had right, an idea. So I really had a good one, and I lost it. What? Here, here, are the, here are the more popular Rose Gallery members. Is Shocker? They mm-hmm. did do Shocker. Yeah, in, yep. in Homecoming. They did Carnage, which we'll see. Rhino, mm-hmm. as long as it's not a giant machine run by fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Bobby how do you do yeah. Rhino for Pony. real? Like, how, like I. I by the way, Paul Giamatti like can play idea. me in a movie. What's that? Paul Giamatti can play me in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. How do you do Rhino without a, like a suit like that? Like I don't, I don't know how you do that character. You have a big look. Look, the, Kevin Smith made a movie where a guy gets turned on a walrus. You have a big ass dude in a fucking Rhino costume. Yeah. Oh, I know who. I know who could do it. I know who could do it. The Mountain from Game of Thrones. Thor Beyonce. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I've seen that, that guy. I, I don't like Game of Thrones, but I've seen that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get Hydro Man, which is we're kind of getting that. Kind of getting that, but it's because you're getting the elementals for this mm-hmm. new one. Yeah. Uh, you're getting Electro, which Jamie Fox is a great actor. That was an awful yeah. Electro. It was. Yeah, it was. This is one I would love to see because you could get all your villains and then just in one, you get Chameleon. You get a dude who could fucking morph into other people like Sam, uh, um, Clayface. Yeah. 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 That's, that's okay. how you can get better without getting, without paying fucking Tom Hardy. Um, Hobgoblin, Kingpin. Should they, should they introduce a different Kingpin for this Spider-Man? Yes. You know, I, I, no, I not different. Yes. I know. That's what I was going to say that I couldn't remember. This is the one thing I want them to do more than anything else. I want them to bring D'Onofrio from yes. that Daredevil series, and because like, he he's been campaigning for it, he's been <clears> on <throat> social media, he's been on TV saying he wants to be in the MCU and he wants to play Kingpin. And God damn it, let him do it. I would argue of the TV series, all of them, he is the best thing about it. I, I think like, there's an argument I, that he's the best thing about it. I really like Punisher and Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I I mm-hmm. need to hold on to those two too. They're not going to, but I I would no, be alright yeah. with that. Like, yeah. Um, what about Elizabeth Mirren as Madam Spider? Or Helen Mirren? I'm sorry, Helen Mirren as I was going to say Spider. Who who's Madam oh. Spider? Yeah, oh, that Madam, one doesn't ring a bell. Madam Spider is like this interdimensional woman. Who basically controls the powers of the spider? That's how these spider men and these multiverses have come to be. Basically, if you played Shattered Dimensions, Rico, I thought that Madam Spider is a major fucking role in that movie. Okay, well, or in that I, game. I mean, I, I mean, I played that game when it came out, so that was like ten years ago. Yeah, Madam <laughs> Spider, and she played a role in the Spider-Man animated series, the good one from the 90s. She's a big character mm-hmm. in that one, too. 
But just to, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to have to be uh, signing off in a minute. Yeah, there yeah. is uh, one thing that I do really want to say about the uh, about the Spider-Man films, because I've had this theory for a little while. Me and my friend at work um, spoke about a way that you could incorporate Harry Osborn into the story. Rico, you, re- you mentioned earlier... Uh, send him to college. Like there is going to be a point where he would go to college, and that I was would me. love to see that. CJ, CJ said that. Oh, sorry, that excuse me, man. No, yeah, that's all right. CJ said that. Oh, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. So, so Spider Man goes to college, and this would be the way that I would introduce Harry. Harry has just gotten out of jail. He's just done something stupid. He's done a petty crime, and as a way of punishment, Norman has sent him to a lesser college, like a smaller college where some of the poorer kids would go, and that's where he meets Spider Man or Peter, rather. And that is where Peter meets Norman Osborn. And for me, the choice I would absolutely have is Liam Neeson to play Norman Osborn. Oh, shit. Done. Sold. Liam I'm Neeson. In. I'm he in. would be my choice. Even better, he just like a, he just rides his own dick as the glider. No, his dick is Harry. <laughs> He's Norman, the dick's Harry. It works out beautifully. His um, dick is Harry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, honestly, <laughs> all kidding aside... Henry, that's a good that's a good poll. I like that. I like that's, that idea. That is a really good poll. I could also see the same thing happening where Tony just pays for Peter's education and then mm-hmm. he gets prestigious upper class school. Yeah. Like in Oxford or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um uh, there's a there was another villain named uh Actually Hammer. real quick, if if Tony's gonna pay for his college, you know he's going to MIT. Like that's just a <laughs> right. Probably. I mean, and MIT is prestigious. Like, let's not do it dirty. MIT is a prestigious college, so. Um, so but uh, finish your point, Rico, and then we're gonna sign off because Henry's got to get going. Trying to, I'm trying to find where Daniel. Yes. Starts. You get you get Hammerhead, and then you also get uh, Tombstone. There are these two characters that look like Daniel Craig. If Daniel Craig just had a little bit of makeup on. Nah. I don't know. I, I still like him as Doc Ock, but that's me. Um, <laughs> Not over Mark Hamill, dude. I, you know what? I'm, look, I love Mark Hamill as an actor. I'm never going to say anything bad about him, and I'm getting a little Mark Hamill fatigue. Between Star Wars and some of his voiceover stuff, I'm getting I'm getting Hamill fatigue, personally. So that's just me. But Hamilled out? A little bit. I, I'm not saying like anything needs like, he needs to go away, but they just need to like, space him out a little more. For me, I'm um, now determined to annoy you as much as possible with my Joker impression. <laughs> Great, um, Henry. So, a couple quick things before we let you go, because I know you got to get going, and we appreciate oh, it because we know it's we know it's rather late over there. So, thank you for your your time. Um, no, of is there anything else about the con that maybe we didn't talk about that you want to bring up before we let you go? There is one more thing that I want to say Please. because this is this is quite a big one actually. Please. The last thing that O'Halloran said on that panel, I don't know if you saw it or not, CJ, but um, the last thing that he said was um, everyone's complaining that Kevin has spoiled a bit too much with his Instagram posts about the people who are going to be in the film. There's no question O'Halloran is going to be in that film. He's going to be in reboot. Sure. That's all. But he said the people who he hasn't shown up, and he didn't say any names. He didn't mention anything. All he said was the people who haven't shown up in the Instagram posts, it's going to be the viewer skew endgame. That is what it's going to look like by the end of this movie. I didn't I didn't see it on the panel that you watched, but he said it somewhere else, too, I think. Right. And I heard it there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've heard that. I, look, 
I'm doing my best to avoid the spoilers for this movie. Like I've mm-hmm. I've not watched any of the Instagrams because I just don't, uh-huh. and it's not a shot at Kevin. It's not like that. I'm just <laughs> trying to go into it so I can have that end game moment. That it, and it's yeah. not Endgame in the. It's not to that level. It's not going to have that impact on the rest of the world like Endgame has. But no, there is an impact to the people like us who are fans, and mm-hmm. and that I'm excited to see. So I'm trying to avoid it, and I don't yeah. care. Like bring everybody on, just do it. You know, like that's yeah. what it is. Um, hey, Rico, do you go ahead before I sign off here? Um, I was. I think I someone had kind of more or less confirmed that maybe Gigliotti was going to come on, was going to, was going to be in reboot because she had more or less told us. I mean, I don't know. If she, she neither denied nor confirmed it. Yeah. She it was said really that, up in the air. She said that Kevin had talked, had like had sort of talked to her, but nothing had been confirmed, but she kind of said, I don't know. I haven't really got an offer yet. So I saw a thing on Facebook where someone was like, is, is Marilyn Gigliotti coming back? And I said, according to her, no. And then one other guy said, are you sure about that? Because she happened to be there on a certain day of filming. Oh, my God. I want to see this. I want us to come back. I no, want Veronica she, in that movie. I, I, It'll I, probably just be her walking into uh, what I would love to see is for her to go into the quick stop, buy some Chulis gum and buy some. <laughs> Uh, and buy a pack of cigarettes just nope. to fuck with uh, Dante. I am. Oh my god! Give... There was actually there was actually something about that the um, the uh, they spoke about with Scott as well because Scott said he would love to come back and he wouldn't even have a speaking role. He would just be standing outside with Jay and Silent Bob smoking cigarettes. That would be awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna give Henry some love on this as we're getting ready to go. I don't. That's not what I want her to do. I want her to come out of the premiere. Hand in hand with Silent Bob. You said they should be together. <laughs> there you go. Because Jay gets his girlfriend in Justice in yes. Strikes Back. Let's let Absolutely. Bob get some pussy. Or the only thing I, I would want to see, and this would go against your thing, Henry, is I want to see him walking out hand in hand with Amy. Oh, so do we I. Get to, we get to meet so Amy. I. I mean, that'd yes. be amazing. It, that'd be a great way to close this this whole thing down is – what yeah, if Bob and a buddy me? What? What if it's Schwabach? That would be awesome. Why not? You've never seen her, so, so why? How about this for a cameo? How about Gigliotti uh, is a volunteer fire department? That's why she's always got like a fucking canister of 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 uh, <laughs> fire yeah, sugar sugar. No. Um, no. I Yours thought you were going to say more, so no. Um... Henry, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you even more for representing Potaskew as you were here with your T-shirt. We appreciate that. I certainly am, and I and I always will be. Don't worry about that, guys. We we appreciate it greatly. We're working on hats because multiple people, myself included, want a baseball hat. So we will find a way to make that happen. Um, I've been oh, researching it. But I've been researching I, it, but it's a little expensive. So and we're, you, you can see this, Henry. I'll, I'll, we don't mind showing you, but like Steph is actually in the process of making the fedora. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll have that. But um, again, thank you. I know the time difference, but we really appreciate you sharing some insight about the Comic-Con and then your, your thoughts on Spider-Man. It was a really fun conversation. It's not a problem at all. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. I love your show. Keep doing what you do. And I hope to be back at some point. 
Definitely, man. No doubt about it. Like I said before, once the movie's done, for sure. But even before that, and and anything we can do to help you with the movie, let us know. Um, I know we we've jokingly said about getting Rico over there to take the role. Don't think that'll happen. But otherwise, if we can if we can help you out, we're we're here. So I'm eternally grateful for it, guys. I really am, and I'll keep you in the loop about everything which is going on with it. Sounds great. All right. Well, I think. Go ahead, Rico. What? I said, thank you so much, buddy. You, you've actually just been like you, you've just been awesome through the whole yeah. thing. It's really nice to, to mingle with a fan as well as someone who is, you know, is not just someone we're, we're genuinely interested in what you do and the way your work, your film is going. And you're, you're just our friend from across the pond. Isn't this and, he, and even better, he's interested in what we have to do. So that's, that yeah. <laughs> um, but no, th- thank you again, and I want to thank everybody for listening again. Hey, and we're back. Potescue's still rolling, so we'll talk to you next time. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Potescue, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Potaskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at Potaskew PR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Damn it. series that's got all the buzz. You have power I've never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.